question, Captain. Uh, no, sir. You're perhaps wondering why we haven't yet attacked. Yes, sir, I, I was. All our forces appear to be in position. Our military forces, yes. But not the observers I sent into Hilliard City. Hilliard City? Yes. I find it unlikely that a man of Talonkard's cunning would set up a base in the middle of a forest without also setting up security contacts with others outside the immediate area. Hilliard City is too far from Cod's base for anyone there to directly witness our attack. Hence, any sudden flurries of activity in the city will imply the existence of a more subtle line of communication. From that, we'll be able to identify Cod's contacts and put them under long-term surveillance. Eventually, they'll lead us to him. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, then you're not expecting to take any of Cod's own people alive? On the contrary. I fully expect our forces to find an empty and abandoned base. In that case, sir, then why are we attacking it? Three reasons, Captain. First, even men like Talon Card occasionally make mistakes. It could well be that in a rush to evacuate his base, he left some crucial bit of information behind. Second, as I have already mentioned, an attack on the base may lead us to his contacts in Hilliard City. And third, it provides our ground forces with some badly needed field experience. Never forget, Captain, that our goal is no longer merely the pitiful rear guard harassment of the past five years. With Mount Tantus and our late Emperor's collection of Spartai cylinders in our hands, the initiative is once again ours. Very soon now we will begin the process of taking planets back from the Rebellion. And for that we need an army every bit as well trained as the officers and crews of the fleet. Understood, Admiral. Good. It is time. Signal General Carvel that he may begin. Yes, sir. This is the Chimera. Launch the attack. Adjustments to dilithium crystal chamber complete. Pre-recorded in a second floor guest room filled with tall ales and taller tales. Join a group of grown men intent on discussing the intricacies of fantasy and science fiction. Tim Gilbert Media presents... The Hunchcuts of that Hello, all you fans of Dark Jedi who extol community judgment like a half-drunk ball Santa. This is the Dungeons and Weeds Podcast, episode 27, Dark Force Rising, part one. I'm your host, Bob, and like Leia in this book, I was once in something like a ceremonial dukkha hut, cowering in a small, dark closet, when I became acutely aware of the heavy, raspy breathing of a Wookiee-like chest, the smell of hair, alien wood, and my own sweat permeating the air. I never did like Catholic confessionals. <laughs> but I'm not alone! Across the table from me, in a crowded Dunkin' Donuts, you can always pick him out by his swarthy devil-may-care appearance and the smell of his Carababa tobacco with Armudu Spice. It's Luke. 
It's just Old Spice. I mean, it's not... It's just, <laughs> just a deodorant, it's a vape, too. It's a vape pen. It's okay. <laughs> I got it in, in Nevada. It's legal, okay? <laughs> Welcome back. It's been a little while. Yes, it has. Sorry, holiday... Or the fall holiday season over here in America is really throwing a spanner in the cogs. <laughs> it's a hydro spanner. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, let's... Let's kick this off. To my left, I hope he's ready to do it. It's Club. Hey, kids. December is upon us. It's still winter. I don't know what it is this year, but I'm hating winter. I feel like Cheryl Crow and Kid Rock. I haven't seen the sunshine in three damn days. <laughs> I'm actually okay with winter activities. Hockey, sledding, skiing. Reminds me of that weekend I got snowed in in a ski lodge with a Wookiee princess. <laughs> You'd be amazed how delicate they can be with those retractable climbing claws. <laughs> the dude from Solo was correct. You will never have a deeper sleep than curled up in a Wookiee's lap after <laughs> the two of you have... But I digress. <laughs> Across the table from me, he was signing autographs last night as Aaron Carter at the casino. The stinky to my Ben Seaver. He's constantly cosplaying Spaceman Spiff, and he is the scrappy dude to our little gang of detectives. Neil, how are you this evening? <laughs> Out of all the things you said, that hurts the worst. I, yeah, I get it. <laughs> all right, well, I'm back again. I'm not sure why I'm here right now, though, especially with the fact that football season is going on and two people who don't understand sports ball plan this day. Feel bad missing the Vikings game right I, now, I under- which is why currently it is playing on my computer as we're watching this <laughs> to keep myself posted. This is for you fans that I'm missing this. Bob, you really need to understand sports ball more. Nobody who listens to this even cares. <gasps> I was, was going to say, I, I understand sports ball, I just don't watch. Yeah, no. uh, we were uh, going weeks again without uh, recording, so here yes, we go. Yes, but, yes, but I, I firmly believe that anybody anywhere in the world hates Tom Brady. Thank you. You can be uh, out of the loop on the NFL and still just... So, so yeah. far we've offended people from the Northeast, the Catholics today, probably some Wookiees. Who else are we going to get mad today? And Scrappy Doof fans. And Scrappy Doof fans, yes. <laughs> The entire area of New England. <laughs> Who's left? Oh, man. Well, hey, it's, what are we, uh, episode 27? Episode seven. Yeah. New book, new microphone, same room. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if uh, it sounds different, but we've got a new microphone. Yes, and I think it's it's new, and I think you're going to be picking up on the echo, because we are still in the pseudo-studio. Pseudo-studio. Yeah. I knew that was coming. <laughs> I didn't know that part was coming. <laughs> um, yeah, getting our new studio setup's taking a while. I know I promised like some like interactive live streams with us, but... That's just because the studio's not done. <laughs> Truth. This is true. Uh, but hey, enough about this mess of a setup we got here. Let's uh, grab around, talk about what we've been up to. Yeah. That sounds so. like a plan. Sounds good. Okay, cool. You bye, Bob. Dang it. Hey, we don't serve there. Do you have any blue milk? Or what am I supposed to find in a... Oh, my goodness. It's bigger on the inside. I want to go to Taki's Station. Well, power converters. Well, okay, okay, it's not a detonator. It's just a jammy dodger. What are the B-boys? Tavern talk. All right, well, we're back. Um, cozy up around the fire on a, on a cold December day. Actually, I lied. It's pretty nice. It's kind of it melty out there. Is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a little windy. It's windy. It's, it's a little windy. windy. Yeah. Um, it's biting. The cold is penetrating. 
Yeah. You know, nope. it's that wind chill you got to be careful for. It's like the dry heat. It's the wet cold you got to be careful for. It gets to you. It penetrates you like Jeffrey Dahmer penetrated a skull. Pause oh, sorry. Pause game. Oh. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> okay. But can Jeffrey Dahmer humor this one or anything? No. Just keep the, pe- the penetrations to a minimum. <laughs> That's that. That's that was for Jonathan in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but Luke, what's going on with your nerdy? It's been like a month and a half. It has, but I really it's only been a month. A month, month and a half. Um, man, I really don't really have anything new to report on. I I've just been playing uh video games and not even like cool video games. <laughs> Actually, I want to give a shout out to um he had helped us uh, get our hands on a. Uh, some audiobooks, which uh, actually is how I've been getting through the series. Um, <laughs> yes. And I'm just going to say thank you, Mike, for reaching out to us via email and helping us out. So uh, props and shout out from the roundtable. But that's, that's really it. I just wanted to say thank you to Mike. Um, you know, Yeah, I really... thanks, Mike. I've been actually listening to him, too. I, I like to read it, yes. but then I like to sit back and listen to it. Uh, as yeah, well, it's, it's kind of cool. The the uh, what was it? The ten year anniversary edition or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was amazingly well done. Well, and it helps drill into my head Sabayoff. Oh, because yeah. it's really <laughs> tough for me to call him Sabayoff. Well, that's all I got for uh, Tavern Talk. Just something real quick. So, Club, how about uh, you? I've been. Do- I'm. I'm still in my big, really big streaming phase, and my nice. really big uh, going through series and watching series. Finished Daredevil season three. Okay, it was. It was. Mm-hmm. It was. It was, it, it was decent. Uh, I did watch, however, the first season of Star Trek Discovery as well. Oh, and how that, is that? I've got that ready to go, too. I, I like rated it, MA Star Trek. Okay. Because it, it looks beautiful. Because it's what I've seen looks amazing. Because it's rated MA. Uh, so right. there's there's alien blood and guts and nice. the occasional swear word and things wow. going on. And I really, I really do like what they're doing with this universe, and I'm excited to see how... Uh, three goes right. Um, I will. I will warn you. It does. It does start off weird. Mm-hmm. It does start off with um, that the main character, uh, and you just kind of sit there and go, "Wait, this is episode two. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good to know. Um, I start watching it. Is it so like a longer mini mini series or what? Are it's on. It's on CBS All Access. Okay. It's a straight. It's a straight hour long show. Okay. Series. Um, and it's only available on CBS All Access. Okay, and there's only th- the third episode is coming out. No, there's no. there's a full season. The full oh, season cool. is out. Second yeah. second season well, is I got coming out. Watch, there's all, yeah, <laughs> yeah, second <laughs> season. It's cool. They have a lot of they have a lot. They bring a lot of new characters into the into the Star or the Star Trek universe. And right. um, I don't want. I just don't want to give too much of the plot points away. But it's I it is a definite recommend. Well, then I got to watch it between if, now and the next yeah. episode. Mm. The other thing I've been watching, and I just started it uh, two days ago. And I'm already through like episode seven. Um, <laughs> is I've been watching Cat Hulu's Castle Rock. It's mm. a it's a mystery thriller, but huh. it's set in Castle Rock, Maine, and it's set in the Stephen King multiverse. Whoa. Okay, okay. And so you know how in Stephen King's books, how yeah. uh, between Derry and Castle Rock and all the all right. the towns, everything, is all connected. the characters are connected. Yeah, this is set in the in that universe. Oh, cool. Um, and one of the one of the guys in it is. Uh, uh, Pangborn, who is the sh- who is a, the sheriff in Needful Things, and um, mm. and, a, and a lot of the Stephen King books, he's the he's the Castle Rock County Sheriff, um, mm. and he's one of the characters in it. He's old now, um, but it, it's cool. It is a little slow. Okay, I will say because they they're trying to do the whole like 
like Stephen King suspense thing where it's like, oh, okay, yeah. just get to it. Lots, <laughs> lots, lots of theremin. Yes. <laughs> like a, it's like a thousand page Stephen King book. Yes, uh, it, is, it is. But it is really good. I'm really enjoying it right. a lot. Right. Um, and that's that's kind of where I am. Neil, what have you been up to? Like to start off, I intentionally have self-censored myself here with this following phrase. What you did? I got the dolphin buddy. No, I have another one. I'm not even ready for the three dolphin noises. Okay. What? Okay, hang on. We, Though, we talked earlier. We talked earlier. But anyway, <laughs> those lamb mother ducking shut-headed bass at Disney and Netflix have me angry. Whoa! Whoa. Okay. Autocorrect well, swear words. Autocorrect <laughs> swear words right now. Just vent. Vent. Just let it all out. I'm intrigued. And yeah. it started all on Friday, just sitting there innocently, and then I see this thing pop up. Netflix has canceled Daredevil. Mm. Wait, what? No, they can't have canceled it. Nope, canceled. So now in the past month and a half, Iron Fist canceled, didn't care as much. Luke Cage canceled, uh, that's not a good sign. You can't take Punisher or Daredevil away from me. Daredevil canceled. Punisher and Jessica Jones are still alive right now. I could have warned you about this. I understood as well with the fact yeah. that Disney has their, their new streaming, streaming service. service. And at this real. point, how many streaming services do we need? That's an well, that's, yeah. that's How many do we point. need? Between yeah. Netflix, Hulu, DC has their new one coming out, Amazon CBS Prime. All Access, Amazon Prime. Now you've got mm. Disney coming out yeah. with one. When is enough enough? The the trouble is, is it when needs is it needs some sort of flag. Flagship, yes. right? And that's yeah. so Disney mm. has the ability to now pull in all of their Star Wars and Marvel properties. Mm. And in all honesty, that would be what would bring me to Disney. Mm. Uh, is, is it's that. all kid family friendly shows. Well, I've heard so, that the new like Mandalorian uh, series is going to be on there mm. along with all of the D Star Wars content. Um, but, and a few other series in the works, but so. it's where it's at. It's like, uh, yeah. you're. Uh, Enough with streaming. I'm sorry. There's I heard it's going to be a, I, a low, I, 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 be a low six dollar yeah. or something price point, which will then I'm sure inflate. Yeah. Well, yeah. almost just like, just like Netflix. <laughs> I mean, by the time you calculate all those streaming services in that you yeah. buy, watch all your shows, you're back to basically paying for satellite. Yeah. 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 There's, there's no point. change except that so, you don't get any of that stuff. Exactly. No, Dis Disney does, Disney doesn't have enough billions of dollars. They need no. more of your money. <laughs> yeah. Right. They're sick of splitting it with Netflix. So I'll throw that to the side for a moment. That's my TV show rant. But like <laughs> Luke, I started playing some video games again. Whee! Except mine are apparently a little more modern, at least I'm guessing. Yeah. I've been, okay. Okay. Full disclosure: I've been playing Minecraft, and like, oh, <laughs> oh man, me, okay. no, okay, okay, okay. Me, me, and some friends who used to play it like years ago. Like, we got back together. Like, hey, what if we just played the updated version together? Like, would well, that be fun? And yeah, it's Were these just kids at the playground. Did you just walk to a playground? These kids no, it's playing me. Hey, you want to play Minecraft? We're all, hey, you want to go back to my house and play Minecraft? No, we're we're it's all these friends. We go way back. It's in the basement. Like last year when I was walking down to the liquor store. They... <laughs> Not, we're all north of 25. I've, I've known them their entire life. <laughs> I don't know life. if that makes it better or not. <laughs> we're having but a anyway, good time. And I, their entire life. So in my new video game world. We're having a good time. Screw you guys. <laughs> yeah, go, I'm sorry go, that go, I brought go, this to you. Go put on some preparation H and take a nap, guys. <laughs> I'm making mac and cheese. So Neil, in, what else So in my new video game world, I've been back riding the dusty trail of horses for many times going between cities and cities in Red Dead Red Redemption Dead. 2. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. How is Red Dead Redemption 2? Well, it's pretty fun so far, but I'm very angry about the following situation. I was in town, and for some reason I decided oh, to go yeah. shopping because I had $15,000. Don't ask how I got that much money so fast, but glitches help. Red so I walk Red. in, and this guy bumps into me and steals $600 from me. So he runs away, so of course I have to chase him down in town. It's a wild west after it's all. It's a wild well, west, yeah. That's true. So I lasso him, tie him up, and I steal my money back. 
nope, he does he deserves more. So I put him on the back of my horse and I'm gonna go feed him to crocodiles. <laughs> so as I'm riding through the town, the police officers notice me and go, Hey, you're kidnapping that guy. No, he robbed me. No, we're gonna shoot at you. And they all start shooting at me. I just wanna stop and say, He robbed me. Nope, I'm running. <laughs> horse and I were galloping as fast as we can. Man, I think they shoot my horse. My horse is crying out, you don't shoot my horse. So I'm like, no. I love how, I keep into, I love how into it you get. <laughs> so I kept going, kept going. And I finally get to the spot where the finally get to where the crocodiles are. I take the guy off, put him down. The police officer shot him. <laughs> they were mad at me for kidnapping him and they shot and they, him on the back. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So that's my good story from there. And yesterday I started playing a game that kind of fit in with our whole with your guys' whole Do Android Dream Electric Sheep. Yeah. Way back was called Detroit Become Human. And it's about do androids have rights? Right. Started playing that last night. What is that a PS4 platform? PS4. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Started playing that last night. The answer has, is no. They don't have any. Well, okay. so far, they, so far in the game, they don't either. <laughs> but it has. It's a whole branching storyline, very similar to the Telltale games mm-hmm. that we talked about. Okay. Oh, neat. So there's that. And then movie wise, and I had this thought, and it also ties back into Star Wars. So it's almost a perfect lead into that. Yeah. We went to see Fantastic Beasts Two: Crimes of Grindelwald. Mm-hmm. Not as good as the first. How Grindelwald stole Christmas. Yes, he did. <laughs> yes. He was a I, I, I have actually seen that as well. <laughs> okay. And the thought I had was, okay, if you have a series, and yes, it's a cash cow, I have yes. no problem with them making sequels. Right. But when they start making prequels and have to retcon all these things and make all these different choices then to try to fit back into something they've already established, yep. you're really messing with your whole original series. Definitely. I mean, one of the big ones on the internet, oh, McGonagall, she's in this. She's now negative eight years old from when she was originally born. <laughs> Yet she looks like she's in her 30s. Mm. Yeah, she's but teaching. This doesn't make sense. I do, and, I do, however, I do, however, love the meme that has come out for that. And it shows Jude Law, Dumbledore, yes. and old Dumbledore. And it's technically 16 years between them. <laughs> and the meme goes, what happened to Dumbledore in 16 years? Teaching, teaching happened. Teaching happened to Dumbledore. <laughs> 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 yeah, he, he looks like he aged like a hundred plus years. <laughs> but with that, it's all that tying back in because now, okay, so you know Dumbledore met this person who later becomes, for people who haven't watched the movie, I'm trying to avoid spoilers for the mm-hmm. most part of it. This person who becomes really big towards Voldemort's cause and Horcruxes and all that, but he never no- commented about that beforehand to talk about that. It, there's yeah, all these holes know. that just keep getting formed when you try to do prequels. And it happened right. with Star Wars when Lucas yeah. went back to it as well. And now it's happening here in Harry Potter. And yeah. there's and still I, three more movies. Well, right. and I think that I think that was the fun of the original Fantastic three more. Beasts. Yeah. Wow. I think that was the fun of the original Fantastic yes. Beasts is it took it to a separate universe. Mm-hmm. It was it yeah. was or excuse me, it took it to a separate continent. It was mm-hmm. it was another world. It really just it was mm-hmm. the dude who wrote a, who wrote a textbook going yes. off and doing his own thing. And I think had they kept it at that, it would have been more successful rather than trying to bring it mm-hmm. back to the original character. You, you can, have, you can have a little bit of fan service here and there, yes. but yeah, when you when you bring in Dumbledore and McGonagall, yeah, yeah. Right. So, and just totally mess with the timeline. Yeah. So it really bothered me, and I don't think that's why it was enjoyable as the first one. Oh, for me, I could do it. Mm-hmm. I like the first. Yeah, the first one was really good. good. Yeah. yeah, so interesting. Uh, Bob, you have anything for your nerd month? Uh, nothing too much. Uh, I had posted on Facebook that I had started reading Shadow Moon uh, by George Lucas and Chris Claremont. I mean, two titans mm-hmm. in the fantasy genre. Claremont. Yeah, yeah, Claremont. <laughs> Chris Claremont. Uh, I am. I am believing 
Uh, it was great that he was shackled by what he was writing in a comic book. Mm. Because when he has to write paragraphs and paragraphs of prose, oh my god. I, I'd put out, please somebody help me, uh, talk me mm -hmm. why, through, through why yep. I should continue reading this book. Um, I love Willow. It is the continuation trilogy to Willow. Um, I don't know. I'm on chapter. Which you said was, it was a movie, like, in the 80s? Willow, Willow was. Willow was, Willow yeah. was. yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah. 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 Don't do it, Club. Don't say it. <laughs> don't insult him. <laughs> it's skinny Val Kilmer. It is when, when Val Kilmer was cool. When Val Kilmer was an action star. Yes. Who's, who's Val Kilmer? Oh, God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> you probably haven't seen The Saint either, have you? Oh, God. I love The Saint. I love The Saint. Actually, I love the original. You know who the original we're Saint was? Roger Moore show? Roger or? Moore, yeah. Yes. Yeah, we're not talking the Roger Moore one. Oh, I let, hey, that, the Roger Moore show was good, I did, too. That's good, too. Um, but was, he this, the, was he one of those kids on Stand By Me? Val? I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> I'm just trying to make you guys feel old. <laughs> but uh, I had put that out. That was uh, Keebler, what's his name? Keebler. I'd, I'd gotten a few replies on that, though. Um, so Justin said, It was very disappointing, especially given that Chris Claremont's run on X-Men comics basically redefined comic books and made the X franchise the juggernaut, pun fully intended, that it was for, oh. uh, for decades. <laughs> oh, do you know what you said? <laughs> um Super, super funny. I don't think he realized he said nut and not not. Not not. Oh, I did say, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, I, I thought you were making a joke of it. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> uh, we, also, we also had Jonathan uh, who said a short answer. It is not. Uh, <laughs> right. Sir Nathan, who said, I had the third book as it was the first one I came across. At the time, I didn't realize it was Willow until I started reading it. I just saw Lucas and Claremont and wanted to read it. Never seen the first two books. Would like to give the trilogy a go, though. I've heard it isn't very great. Which makes me wonder, uh, Sir Nathan picks up the third book of a trilogy. He's that guy. <laughs> Starts reading it. The, the guy that we always like make fun of. Like, hey, if you're jumping in here, what's wrong with that? Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Nathan. Uh, we, don't, we don't mean to you know, throw stones, but yeah. Well, I can get it. I get what he's saying because uh, these the, a lot of times these books are not, these books specifically don't usually say actually on them, but I think the soft cover or the hardcover don't say book one or oh, book two. Okay. And the weird thing is, like, you'd think the first book would be just replete on the cover with the sequel to Willow. Mm -hmm. Like, really trying to dog on the fact that, that it's coming after Willow. It's not. They they really downplay that. In fact, I don't think this is much of a spoiler. They kill, because this is what this series is known for. They kill off everybody from the movie except for Willow and Whoa. the two brownies uh, in, the, in the first chapter of the book. So it's just, oh, everybody's gone. George R. R. Like Martin got nothing on him. Yeah. Everyone's dead. That's cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> but I was, I was like, literally, I'm How like, one whole chapter, Willow is putting up a pile of rocks. Like, I have never read a book as slow as Was this. it a training montage? No, it was... Oh. <laughs> Chris Claremont gets so into describing the ins mm. and outs of magic. So if you're really into magic, maybe you would love it. But I mean... Just ley lines and feeling the power and emanations. It's it's just awful. It is it is really awful. So I don't know. I've got the trilogy sitting at home. It may be something I never get through in my lifetime. I have tried three times Yikes. to get through it. When it first came out, I was super excited, got it, and couldn't get through the first mm. two chapters. And that's where I'm now. Chapter four. 
And I think I'm pulling out. In fact, I pulled out um, the second thing that I was going to bring up is uh, Death Dealer. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Frank Frazetta and his artwork. And uh, their Death Dealer is pretty a pretty popular piece. I think most people know uh, what the Death Dealer is. Um, it's been turned into comic books twice. Uh, the first one, though, was in the 90s by Glenn Danzig from Danzig. Oh, like, like, <laughs> like, like from, the, from the Misfits. Tell your children not and the Misfits. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, you showed me this. Yes. I, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I showed oh, you this. that torture porn. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. So, um, I've read there was there was books that came out in the early '80s. Uh, I actually highly recommend the novelizations for what they are. They're they're a lot of fun. Um, but man, the Danzig comics. I was not prepared. For the violence and really disturbing nudity. Yeah, especially when you got it shipped to work. <laughs> <laughs> and the, they like have cats' heads. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> I just have pictures of your little, of your two little girls being like, "Daddy, I found one of your comic books." Yeah, no! yeah, yeah. yeah. Slow motion sprinting yeah. down the hallway. Like, like <laughs> what is this comic book? I your uh, your wife's pretty understanding, but I can see her just slapping it down on the kitchen table. What is this? I think anybody <laughs> would yeah. ask, what is this? Because yeah. the cover, Death Dealer, is so awesome. The, the paintings mm -hmm. are so awesome. And I guess they collaborated, Danzig, along with Frank Frazetta when he was still alive. I don't know to what what point Frazetta had that's, any input. That's something you buy and then you hide. Yeah. Oh, this is going into poly bags and buried in the basement <laughs> for the underneath world. Underneath all my ATAs. Something, something for your grandchildren to find. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Guys, Grandpa was weirder than we thought. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. They'll have this podcast for the explanation. Uh, maybe. But, um... Man, uh, I'm so disappointed because Death Dealer has never been done, I feel, any justice in the comic book realm mm. um, at all. And this is just another case. I mean, I read through, if I can say that, all four comics. There is no storyline even happening in these four comics. Highly, highly not recommend. You, you don't buy those the for dance. the reading. <laughs> I guess not. No, you no. buy them for the boobs. <laughs> I guess. But do you? Like, I don't even feel their sexual nature so much as they're just disturbing. It'll be like a bunch of naked women hey, with, like, hey. cat's heads. Hey, I like weird stuff, okay? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe if you're a furry, you'll like these. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I didn't even remember that they were... Oh, wait, yeah, because they were... They have, like, weird cat heads. And, and the, they... Yeah, and the bushes matched. Yeah. <laughs> they're red. Yeah. They match the red yeah. hair. It's just... None of it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> the carpet matches the rest of the carpet. I know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, it is Simon Beasley. So if anybody knows his oeuvre of work, uh, he likes to push the envelope. Nice did a lot word. of yeah. Did did a lot of heavy metal stuff in the seventies and eighties. That um, makes that makes sense. Yeah, and I like heavy metal stuff. So not that I'm any kind of comic prude, but when it's it's this seems very exploitative. It's yeah. it's more like your uh, human centipede of comics. Is what I would call it. <laughs> Death dealer, human centipede of comics. Um, but anyway, we've got a little bit of feedback I'd like to get to. So, um, uh, Noel sent us Noel. a Noel, our favorite. Actually, yes. our, our favorite new listener, uh, Noel. I know. <laughs> he's Not kind of, now, Claude. You know, he's kind of our Brendan of the Star Wars universe. Ooh, yeah. yeah. We, we've been without, Brendan's been quiet kind for of a like, while. Yeah, it's kind of, uh, I think each series we kind of get like a little, like, uh, deputy. 
Yeah. That, that kind of steps well, up. And I do know Brendan's in the middle of, sure like, on. launching this read-through over on one of, of uh, on the Dragonlance, one of the Dragonlance Facebook pages. He's doing a massive read-through with a bunch of people oh, of some of that. the Dragonlance novels. Yeah, it's kind of kind of cool. Go get him, Brendan. Uh, yeah. So we we now have uh, Noel, who comes in. He's constantly, uh, you know, uh, commenting on stuff, mm. which is fantastic. Um, I wish every listener was a was Noel. Yeah, we got Noel, and uh, we got one more. I think I want to say it's Chris on Facebook too. Yeah, yeah. We got sure. a couple of very, very yeah, very, very active, active Star which Wars I, fans, which uh, is hopefully great. our fans too. Uh, well, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So Noel says rereading the Thrawn trilogy for probably the tenth time. I'm with you, Noel. Uh, Humble brag. Yeah, because because <laughs> it's that good. Um, after listening to the podcast, and like every time I do it, there is one adverb that Zahn uses repeatedly that always seems weird to me. Maybe it's because I'm Canadian, but anyone out there know which one I'm talking about? Hint. Ooh. He said blank. I got it. Do you, Luke any, thinks he anybody, knows. Anybody else got it? Anybody else think he knows? I, I think Luke digged in. Digged in. Dinged. Oh, dinged. dinged. Oh, yes. Dinged. Ding, ding, ding. Um. What is sardonically? Where is sardonically? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, I, there's uh, yeah, actually I did I saw that earlier this morning, Noel, and um, I figured we'd we'd just save it for tavern talk because I thought that was so good of a uh, of a read on the book. I, I also the the thing that I has been just irking me about Zahn's writing is how everybody talks over their shoulders. <laughs> like everybody, yeah. like, Han said over his shoulder. Nope, like yeah. he growled. He growled over his shoulder. He growls every time. <laughs> but I mean, if, if if sardonic is disdainfully or skeptically humorous, I believe that's like every when you look at it, almost every character Zahn created is in some way that. Hmm. Not to say that because I don't believe his characters are one note, but no, I do no. feel they all have this note of skepticism to them. Nobody is fully trusting. Everybody's playing their own angle. So I do feel that does... I, he does use sardonic a lot. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but I think it's because, in a lot of ways, that's like every character he creates, in a lot of ways, has this hint or note of sar- sardonity? Sar- sardoni- sardonicism? <laughs> sardonicism. <Yes. laughs> Club? Would you like to wait? The, the, the English teacher English, will not English say major? anything because he doesn't know. Um, no, no I, I, I just feel that um, he's like with, the, with the with, idiots. With, <laughs> sort this one out. It's overused. Sir Donald yeah. is, it is overused. Oh, yeah. However, again, you have to look at this universe, yeah. and I think anybody who's living in this in this post imperial, you know, post empire universe, right, is going to be a little skewed. Is oh, going sure. is going to be like. Eh, Kind of, kind of, kind of how a lot of, kind of how a lot of people around the world feel now about certain leaders, and we're like, oh, what the hell's gonna come next? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, a lot of us, a lot of us can feel that sardonic way of the world, yes. way of our world, right? I, I so completely agree. I, I, I like the definition of it. I like the u- I like the use of it. However, it is. It is like the it is like the kid who finally figures out how to swear and keeps saying. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, guys, I got I got a nice ten dollar word here. I'm just gonna keep using. it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I'm gonna say that Timothy Zahn is on the cutting edge because we're talking uh, it's the '90s, early '90s here, and before everything gray. You got any other cool, feedback, or are we just gonna? Uh, then uh, <laughs> nope. everything's everything's no gray feedback. in his universe, and I kind of agree. But I think the use of sardonic is 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 a nice juxtaposition <laughs> from the way he's using. You know what you know. You know, from that aspect, I'd agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, we this, had a, this is it got a little too meta. <laughs> <laughs> we 
We had uh, Justin who posted a big old uh, a post uh, on our Facebook page, which we shared out. So if you ever want to make a post, you can always do that. We just, you know, we'll look it over and share it out. Um, but it says, in regard to canon versus unofficial status, this is something you brought up, Luke, mm -hmm. and I think our first uh, Star Wars episode. I think that Star Wars has actually achieved a status much like mm -hmm. that of the comic books of classic or classical mythology. It was, it was Justin who I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Sorry, Justin. Which is to say, it's okay, even necessary, to cherry-pick stories to your own taste. Someone, sorry, can't remember which one of you guys, I think it's you, Club, brought up the decision to erase Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson's entire marriage in the brand new day arc of Spider-Man. That is a perfect example on the hedge shed making a stupid ass decision that fans should feel free to ignore. The Renew Your Balls alternate Spider-Man timeline that didn't feel the need to wreck Marvel's quintessential couple has been my primary timeline since it started its run. And then he goes on to liken that to Zahn's work and, and same thing with Ryan Johnson and, you know, where, the, where the that... partial birth abortion that Ryan Johnson tried to pot, pass off as a Star Wars movie. <laughs> My face doesn't translate to audio. If, if Justin was here right now, I'd be like, just giving him high fives. Yeah. I, I, Let me go get you a beer, Justin. Whereas <laughs> I agree with a lot of that, you do still need to put a dollar in the swear jar. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you can't willy-nilly just put a partial birth abortion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't just add partial birth abortion. <laughs> well, yes, and. Um, <laughs> now we've offended. <laughs> Man, <laughs> yes. Well, no. I, I again, I, I replied to Justin on here yes, as well you did. that uh, that I agree. I agree completely with him. And I again, that's one of the fun things about dealing with any fiction and dealing with any fiction that has so many different mediums. Whether it's the story, whether it's the movies, the stories, the comics. You know, you can pick and choose what you, yeah. can, you can make it your own mythology. Yeah, I and, mean, I mean, I hate to say it, but all of this is fake. None of it's real. Oh, hey. a long time ago, we don't know if it was real or not. That's yeah. true. It was in a long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. <laughs> We're still learning about it. George Lucas could have been the first one to come in touch tulpa. with... Tulpa! He's a tulpa. Just downloading something that really did happen. He found some discs buried in a hole. He had a special hat he could read yeah. them through. What happened to the hammer again? Was Lucas from Utah? I don't remember. <laughs> And this oh. is why our podcasts go forever. <laughs> and we're, doing, so, we're doing good on time. So that's, uh, I don't know, that's all I got for feedback. We, we would have I do, more, is, but we could... We, yeah, we, there, there's there's a lot. I do, want, I do want to give kudos to Neil, as long as he's here on the podcast, for his Friday finds. Yeah, I love if that. If you are not checking our Facebook on Fridays for that, you're missing out. Yeah. He's totally killing it. Where are you going, Neil? Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you said, where are you at? I'm like, I'm still looking at the Vikings game. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't get, judge me, Focus. <laughs> He's only what? half vested I'm in this. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm giving you compliments. I don't do this often. <laughs> yeah, you do. Gosh, darn millennials and then multitasking. Yeah, I know. How many times have you had to do something because of the Minnesota Wild instead? Yeah, that's what I thought, <laughs> Bob. You're watching it too. Bob, we can take this new microphone, switch it into uh, a dual uh, mode, bi bi-directional <laughs> mode, and we'll just take this from here. Well, thank you. Uh, well, I tell you what, yeah. though, let's actually get into this so that we yes. can, so that Neil and I will refocus when we're getting yes. into the yeah, actual Yeah, let's get books. them back to their games. So let's get into that. I or have a here. set... Of a very special Rebel IPA over there, Ooh. which is kind of interesting considering it's a that exists in it, real life. It, it exists in real life. Um, <laughs> but actually, this is an Imperial Pale Ale. 
Ooh, um, oh so <laughs> I got a set coming, honey, sweetheart. Yeah, bring them over now. Yes, yes, we want them on the lights, on the lightsaber handles. Thank you. Oh yes, gentles. <laughs> you know Tashi Station? I'm a leaf on the wind. I'm a freaking fight for that. I'm a leaf on the wind. Waiting around for that Skywalker kid to come pick up the power computers. We got downloads in 20 systems. I pull up a chair, friend. So here we are. Mm. Book two of a three book trilogy. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. Neil, Neil told me that was a thing before we started recording. Uh, <laughs> Dark Force Rising. Mm. Timothy Zahn. So if it's a middle book of a trilogy, it should be darker. Yeah, so why don't we call it Dark Force Rising? It'll tip off the reader status, the dark middle one. Yes. Yeah. But let's wait until the 15th chapter to introduce what the Dark Force <gasps> actually is. <laughs> My God. <laughs> so yeah, hey, um, coming out of... <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so coming out of book one of this trilogy, how, I mean, what, get a little recap going. Like, where were, where were you guys sitting? Where were you feeling? It's got to get better. I don't like it. I can't, well, I'm, I'm going to punch you in the scrotes. <laughs> well, we just been, That's fine. He asked what my opinion was. Sorry that it differs from yours. I do like the fact that we get, you know, it, we're after the Battle of Sluicefan. Yes. And mm-hmm. um, it picks up right away. We don't have a, we don't have a, like... Uh, six months later. Yes. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sluice van, isn't that that, like, thing that you put in a vat of water to, like, cook meat? Is that a sous vide? Yeah, sous vide. (laughs) I know a guy once who had a sluice van. (laughs) (laughs) What was the mileage on that thing? (laughs) My God. Not much, but there was just, it it had a level of sluice all over the inside of it. That's really good. Yikes. Uh, Yeah, I, uh, you know, I remembered having a really good time the first time I had read the first book. Right. And the second time around, man, it just, it wasn't like clicking for me. Really? Um, so I, I, I'm hopeful, you know, I, and I am somebody who really doesn't return to stuff a lot. You know, if, right. if I've read it, it's in my brain, it's over. I'm not really going to go back. Right. I'll, I'll have good memories of it. So I'm, I'm hopeful coming into this book. And I am a person who returns to things again mm-hmm. and again and again. And so that, and this is one of my go, go-tos. I always, I will always read this trilogy uh for nostalgia if nothing else i will um, say though at the beginning of reading this that you two guys you two young guys yep after the last podcast a lot of the thing there there are a lot of callbacks in this one as well and so every time i got to those i'm like ah yeah that's pretty neat Oh, now they seven. ruined it for we me. We ruined it <laughs> 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 dang uh. So yep. spe- speaking of uh, chapter one, they're in AT ATs. Uh, we doing a plot synopsis. Two? Oh, <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, Bob, you got a plot synopsis? I do. I actually, I do. I have one. I'm hey, gonna... Bob, why don't you read us a plot synopsis? <laughs> I can do that. Since no. that's our format, is we do the plot synopsis. <laughs> yeah, let's do a plot it. synopsis. In for, case for somebody over a is year now. In the case somebody uh, is listening to this podcast and has never read this book, I don't know why they would. But you never know. Actually, Actually, we have a lot of our listeners that do that. that. Either they they just don't have time or... Or they don't care what book we're reading. They just like us. Hi, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Or someone put in that there's going to be a podcast pretty soon, too. (laughs) Which we haven't talked about, which we should be talking about. Uh, We should talk about the contest. Oh, uh, I'm assuming most people who listen, yeah, yeah, you guys are Star Wars fans, uh, came across... uh, Two pretty nice copies of the Lando Calrissian adventures. If you've seen the new Han Solo movie, 
Uh, it is what he is referencing uh, every time he's talking to, is it Mufi Ra or whatever? Uh, no, Mufi Ra is the, the droid in the books. Um, when he's talking droid? to himself sitting there? L7. Yeah. L7, Lando Chronicles, L3. Yeah, L3. yeah, L3. Yeah, yeah, When he does the Lando Chronicles stuff, uh, he is referencing the stories that were written in the early 80s about him. Mm. Um, so, got two pretty nice hardcovers. Uh, they're, uh, they're pretty collectible, if you know what I mean. And if you don't believe me, look up those on hardcover on eBay. Um, it's worth the contest to, to win these two books. Which yes. also means you put them in Mylar. They're in Mylar. That will happen I, if you let him borrow books. You, you. you will get they two will books in put in Mylar specifically by me. Ooh, yes. <laughs> and he is no noob to Mylar, kids. I am an expert at Mylar. Yeah. Uh, the book dust covers have been cleaned professionally by me. So what do I got to do into this, just, into this contest, so just, Bob? I, I just see you naked at your kitchen table, white gloves. I do most things arm. naked. Most things I do are naked. It's really weird that you keep doing the podcast naked. Talks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what you do at home is one thing, but you're in my house right now. But to win these two gems, uh, <laughs> all you have to do, actually, this is a convoluted kind of a thing, which we yeah. came up with to do. So you have to come on over. Yep. You have to like and follow our Facebook page because we want to mine all of you Star Wars fans. We need you following us so you can get all of our stuff. Yes. Right? So that's number one. Totally a publicity stunt. Totally pu publicity stunt. Right. I'm robbing, uh, trying to rob other Facebook pages. I hope hope they don't realize it. Um, <laughs> you can like more than one. You don't have to just pick between one or the other. It's fine. That's It is fine. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Carry on. Okay, so that's number one. What's about number two? <laughs> No, you don't understand. So, number two. Number two. What do you got to do, Luke? Uh, so, we like the Facebook page. Number two, you're going to have to download <laughs> episode, episode 29. 29. But we're on episode 27. Yeah, so it's in the future future. Whoa. So, you go in the future future, download Robert. episode 29. We are going to give you, a, in a segment like this, the code. The password will be revealed in the future. <laughs> I want you to close talk this microphone like that uh, when you give it. I, I will. <laughs> I feel like stand up to do that. Yeah, so that's so far really away weird. from me. Hey, so there's a contest on the Facebook page. Uh, when, Bob is going to read a synopsis. So yeah, <laughs> like the Facebook page, you're going to listen to episode 29 to get the password, yeah. and you're going to direct message us on Facebook with what the password is. We All will, of you will enter, be entered. I mean, I mean, o obviously you have to download the episode to know what the password is, yeah. but we are going to check to make sure that you are liking the page and then we will randomly draw one of you. Right. There you go. Are we eligible to enter? Sense? No. No, because that would be really Dang. jerky of us. Like, yeah. And the Just winner saying. is Neil. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I knew those fake accounts would come in handy. Yes. And, uh, I really want to send this thing out to like Argentina. Some Ooh. old ex-Nazi. Nope. Nope. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we take that back. That that was not... No. That's where a lot of them went to hide. <laughs> no. no. Yes. I, no, I mean... You... Hey, facts is facts. And the truth is the truth, says the X-Files. So, so about, about that now. synopsis. synopsis <laughs> okay, I got a synopsis. The synopsis is out there. Let's Dark, <laughs> Dark Force Rising. Star Wars Dark Force Rising by Timothy Zahn. Bantam Spectra Publishing, June 1992. Which, by the way, Bantam, a chicken, is a stupid thing to name your publishing company after. But whatever. Yeah, actually. It is five years after the destruction of the second Death Star. But even though the Empire has suffered an enormous setback, an indigenous alien species everywhere celebrated to tribal music alongside the rebellion. 
The Empire is far from dead. The remnants of the Empire is now led by a ruthless and cunning warrior named Grand Admiral Thrawn, and through his leadership, the Empire is once again threatening to overthrow the fledgling New Republic and set up the Imperial Regime once again. After the Battle of the Sluis Van Shipyards, we saw in the last novel, smuggler Talon Card has relocated his operation to a different planet in hopes of escaping the retribution of Thrawn. But the long arm of Imperial Justice reaches out, and Card is forced to become a wandering vagabond yet again. But Card holds a secret. <gasps> One he has been keeping close to his furry vest. <gasps> your Salamurai vest for years. And that is the location of the Katana Fleet, or Dark Force. Ooh, that's the name of the book! <laughs> the, <laughs> the Dark Force was a group of 200 Dreadnought-class heavy cruisers which mysteriously disappeared prior to the Clone Wars. If found, the fleet could cause the shift in power needed to win this war. Meanwhile, Han and Lando <laughs> are investigating the political machinations of Borsk Falia when they inadvertently discovered the existence of former Republic Senator Garm Bellabliss. Garm is a bit of a military enthusiast and has been preparing for the apocalypse now in his trailer park for a long time. <laughs> of course, you're going to break him down into a prepper. <laughs> <laughs> I know. He spends oh. his time reading Soldier of Fortune magazines and watching Chuck Norris movies, waiting for the Republic to call on his aid. But he also has a knowledge of the location of the Katana fleet. And thanks to a little capture well, of Well, I mean, card, he doesn't, but he knows a guy who knows a guy. He knows a guy who we'll knows a guy. We'll, we'll get, get to it. it. Thrawn also knows about the Katana fleet, so it looks like things are shaping up for a real battle royale. Meanwhile, Leah, Chewie, and C-3PO are on the home planet of the Nori. The planet had been devastated by a space battle, but the Empire had lovingly stepped in afterwards and tried their own brand of nation-building, which included continuing to poison the land and keeping the Nori people dependent on the Empire. Leah points out this deception to the Nori. It looks like they won't be servants of the Empire for very much longer. Mara helps Luke escape from Sabaoth, who has been confusing him with his cackling crazy talk. Then they both rescue Card from Thrawn. It all becomes a giant race, as all factions end up in deep space with the remnants of the Katana fleet. Space battles and betrayal, Bothan politics and deep space math skills all boil down to this. Despite all their efforts, Thrawn has already captured all but 15 of the 200 Dreadnoughts. But not to worry, it will take years to recruit and train enough crew to actually bring the fleet online. But a final chilling discovery changes all that. Thrawn has been growing clones and at a much faster rate than seems possible. I think you can get uh, an ointment for that. I think pretty sure. Uh, the New Republic is in serious danger, and time is running out. So there you have it. Battle Cat. Wow, yeah, so... Is it dark enough for you? Let's find out. Gentles. Gentles. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what you're doing. Um, hey, chapter one. Grand Admiral. Chapter one. We start off, again, if uh, Timothy Zahn, uh, all, remember at this time, all there is is really the original trilogy of movies and some books mm. that with that had kind of not as big of a, a hit amongst fans. I mean, True. the Han Solo trilogy is pretty good. 
Um, but still feels very 70s, and the Lando Calrissian books are actually not a lot to speak of. Um, so all he really has are the movies uh, mm-hmm. and the holiday special. Which <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> doesn't exist. <laughs> yeah. And so um, I feel he's kind of trying to follow the structure. Empire Strikes Back uh, really opens up with an AT-AT battle. Well, I mean, and and really, you even just you know the, the structure of a trilogy like that it has been yep. copied so many times. Yeah, exactly. But mm. at this point, there hadn't been really True. any trilogy. True. This is kind of the first, uh, you know, uh, of that actual trilogy arc. And so he's doing the same thing where we have the Merker base being mm. attacked, um, and there's ATAT walkers, ATSDs. Mm. Uh, I love the visuals here. Yes, um, and, uh, the and the justification of. You know, why they're down there, why they're doing it. You know, these ground troops need training. And you know what? We know that this is going to be an easy mission, so let's bring them down. Yeah, right. I, I love it that there's always drop lines that everything Thrawn does is for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, why are we doing this? The base is probably, you know, empty. It doesn't matter. Our troops need training. And yeah, because they're still young and crap. Yeah, they're, yeah exactly. They, they Which train- makes me wonder, how did that one guy survive? There's that one... ATAT commander who actually has all his Come battle on. experience. I'm just surprised that he survived and yet none of them did. So was he really not that good? Was he the <laughs> drunk commander who got put out in some random hawk battle station because he violated some rules he just somewhere? Took, he just took the right vacation day. That's all. Took, I'm just putting that out there. How did he survive? Uh, this is true. Uh, but of course, uh, the little machinations here, there's all kinds of lookouts in Hilliard City, the, yes. the big city from the last, the last mm-hmm. book. That uh, when the base is attacked, what mm-hmm. he's really doing is looking for any activity in Hilliard City so that he can uh, try to trace that back to wherever. Yeah, exactly. So he's trying to figure out the communications network. Yep. Which he's I He's trying to figure out cards underworld. Yeah, kind of who cards related to in the underworld, kind of who we know, what's going on. And he's trying to trace trace back those veins as we go further. He's just taking his big old imperial finger and sticking it into the dewy, sticky spider web and just giving it a little shake. <laughs> <laughs> we do, uh, we get here, I, I, and I think, you know, maybe not, it's at least the first one in this book, because, well, obviously we're so far in the beginning of this book. Right. Of uh, Zahn, like, trying to retcon Star Wars himself. Mm, in what way? Um, what the the seemingly clumsy AT-AT walkers. Yes. And it's, I mean, you know, and really, I mean, you know, the reason they look so clumsy in the movies is because of when the movies were made. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's what, what's that? Stop motion. Stop motion. Right. So yeah, they look clumsy, but he does like, he puts these little hints in there about like, oh, they're misleadingly clumsy looking. Yeah. These things are actually really BA and <laughs> they'll totally kick your I, butt. I actually love all of this because I like this idea that the AT-ATs, um, although... I just, I don't know, I, I know too much about, like, why they look clumsy in the movies. Right. So, it's, I don't, it's just a little, well, I, it's just I, a little too much meddling for I me. actually do think that that's part of the story, or the retcon of the AT-AT, is that, yeah, they're not the most efficient necessarily, but it is, they look bestial, which is part of what the Empire is going for, right? Like, there are these monsters that are coming at you. Okay. And part of the Empire's tactic, or at least the Emperor, was psychological. Because the Emperor is not, like, a great tactician. The Emperor is, like... If a member of the Thule Society was in control of everything, right? Uh, like he's an uh, occultist. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, with that same idea, think about um, Rogue One, when they're on that whole beach battle, when they see the ATAT looking down at him. I mean, you're willing to bet he. Yeah, I. Three agree. dolphin noise, please, Luke. <laughs> I had to make sure I got one of them in there. Yeah, I mean, he looks up and just 
that's terrifying. I so agree. There's nothing. I mean, in, in that context, yes. When it when it's oriented and it's looking at you, but I mean, like, yeah. you know, if you're in a speeder, you know, right. you can't just like, well, I'll right. just go behind it. But yeah. I love that. I actually think it's a great retcon in that what he's saying is that as they come up, yeah, they're super. Uh, um, defenseless around their leg area so that's what the atsts are for they act as patrols around and then they got the hover scouts that go out in front i actually think he does a really great job of making halfway believable military tactics out of what is kind of unbelievable sci-fi just better hope there's no yeah and it does talk about too how this set of troops and this set of equipment is having trouble in the jungles of Minkir, the forests yeah. here, is having trouble because the one like starts dropping back and finally click, the Thrawn clicks it and says, all right, we'll just leave that one behind. Yeah, just go. Quit slowing down the formation because those guys can't drive. Right, just go for it. Oh, are you later, serious right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to drive the four-wheeler back. I, I, I'm like, I know, I've, actually, I, I have very good neighbors. They're never loud <laughs> unless we're recording. <laughs> Uh, but Don't Thrawn, worry, we'll edit We are also told that Thrawn is recruiting allies with warships and uh, building up his Mount Tantis operation on Wayland, which again, we are not told yet what Mount Tantis is, but I like that we'll keep dropping hints mm, as to what yes. this Mount Tantis is being used for, for stepping up operations. No. Seems to be the hub of all of his plans. You, got him the, you know, definitely after the first book into this book, I really feel like, you know, Palian just hates his job. <laughs> Well, he's just like, confused. So, he doesn't know everything. The guy's too... Theron is too smart for him. I, yeah. Theron is too smart. He's kind of a dick. Yeah. I mean, he's definitely 100% <laughs> dick. <laughs> well, and, and, and you... I think you're right in some sense, Luke, too, because you do feel the residual... There's a, there's some residual racism here. I agree. Which, because... Uh, <clears throat> was very... the. Uh, well, my joke's not as funny when you bring that into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, no, I mean, but no, the no, Empire, you are right. The, the Empire was Hashtag bad. Luke hates, hates Chiss. <laughs> you want to die chiss Luke? Is that what you are? Hey. <laughs> Watch your own. <laughs> yes, Claude? But, but the Empire was very, very human-centric. <laughs> yes. And so there yeah. is, yes, Thrawn is very smart, but... Pelion being the old captain and the old officer, and now not only has my entire not only has my entire country, not only has my entire empire gone away, now I'm taking orders from this blue bastard. <laughs> <laughs> See, I get I get a totally different read on Pelion than you guys did. Uh, even back to the first chapter of the first. Book. Oh no! Oh no! You know he goes back to his room and like cusses at himself in the mirror <laughs> maybe like picks up like a prostitute on a planet and just and just has her hold him because he hates his life because he's got this blue guy always talking down to him all the time <laughs> That's, that could be because uh, he does talk about in the first chapter how if thrawn would have been at the battle of endor that he thinks things would have turned out i feel like thrawn is proving himself worthy to him but i do like your read on him as like just being taken about <laughs> but remember well, you're, and he's no, take it. Like he's the old, he's and again, he's the old military guy, and mm-hmm. these are new military tactics, and so there is right. there is that he's always he doesn't the, get it. He's always questioning. Yeah, there is that yeah. point to us, but that's not how we do it. Yeah, <laughs> this is actually his hell. But no, since it's Thrawn, you know he's got to be smarter than everyone right now. But he knows already ahead of time. Oh, Talon left this place, but he's still here. That's why I secretly have another ship that I told to go check out this one specific asteroid. Yep, because I know that's the only spot where he can be watching this, from here. Yeah, you are totally right. Okay, he right. knows it again. He okay. is not yep. totally right. He is not totally right on this. 
This is not Thrawn overstepping his bounds at all. No, he's not overstepping his bounds. He's just being om- I'm, omniscient. No, he's not. He knows the future. Yeah, no, that's not yeah. him being omniscient. That That is actually, I feel this is super smart writing because he, in his previous engagement with Card, Thrawn knows one fit, almost nothing about Card, except that Card is a person who oh, yes, values I, information I above all else. I saw his art, so I know his soul. It has nothing to do with art. He knows No, it, no, no he specifically it, it, it actually, that. it does. That, that's a lot that. in the book. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know his art, book. so I know he's going to be here because he values information. And yes, Talon yes. does value information. Right. But there's I, one thing Talon values more than information. His life. So why is he putting it in that much of a risk, sitting there just to watch, oh, well, they're taking over my base again. I feel bad. Because it's not dangerous for him to be there. He's behind this asteroid, uh, errant asteroid way out. Uh, there's no convenient way that... asteroid is convenient. <laughs> it is not! It is not! This is why, like, again, he would see the fleet coming in. The only reason is because Thrawn had... Had already. I, I will. That he was I'm going to show there. my hand a little bit here. I yeah. will come around to Thrawn. Yeah. By the right. end of this book. Right. But right here, right now, this is effing ridiculous. That no, he, it's he just, not. He just knows everything. Like, no. Watch when these. What, what are they? Uh, the the ships with the tractor beams that come in. Should we just like are we interdictor in cha- cruises? Yeah. Are we in chapter two now? Like, let's just. Yes. Yeah, we can. Up. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. In, let's go into two. Um. Yeah. Like. Oh well, I uh, actually. You know what, I, I knew to make this one communique at this one specific time so that these interdictor cruisers came in right behind that asteroid because I know that's where he is. Yeah. That's BS. Like, why why does he know that? That is way too good. He doesn't... That he, post that we put out, is Thrawn too smart? Right here, right now? Yes, No, he no, he is not. Because he knows Thrawn... Because Thra- what you just said is is that this is actually, I think, one of the least leaps, leaps in logic Thrawn ever makes. Because... He knows that, again, what I'll say, Card above all else wants information. But he is not going to pigeonhole himself on Hilliard City because he'll trap himself. Because what you just said, is uh, Neil, is that he values his life as well. He's not putting his life necessarily in danger hiding behind an asteroid. No, He's no, way no. Out there Car- in Card- the Card's plan right now is, is almost perfect. Exactly, but Card, like you you, no. you hang out behind an asteroid because you think that you think that they think that you would just run immediately. Exactly, exactly. But which Thra- which the, you should do, and which everybody and which everybody should think that you would do. Right, but the reason Thrawn but convenient as- asteroid is convenient. I don't. But know. the reason Thrawn <laughs> thinks that the asteroid he's hiding behind that he's hiding behind it is because he figures he'll be there uh, observing, and it's the only vantage point in the solar system that we're told about. That he could observe. Okay, what's well then going that makes Card a weak character huh. for hiding behind the one vantage point. Well, this may be. Either we're taking away from Talon or it's taken away from Thrawn. Either, it's either be one way, or the other here. because of how they established in the last book. Yeah, Bob, you've been pretty silent here. Would you like to weigh in? I'm I'm I'm, I'm firmly. <laughs> I want to be friends with all of you. No, I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually I'm firmly I'm firmly neutral on this right. because yes, that's what Card was. That's what Card would do. Yes, Thrawn would. Okay, there's a. I, I just envision this whole I Mercury is just being this planet with nothing around it except for like the one lone asteroid. <laughs> and that's that, 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 that is also like what I have yeah. in my head, and I think maybe that is. And I do think that's a poor description. Yeah, I agree. Either, either the asteroid field, maybe. It's yeah, I think a few asteroids would be better than one. In the either, middle, either the yeah. characters were written poorly, or the 
the uh, system was described. I agree that I would agree with that. There's it should have been an there. asteroid's field, and yeah. the the storm uh, star our uh, star destroyers come up behind the field. There's not just like this. Yes. Potato, yeah, there's not just this potato asteroid just floating. <laughs> I wonder where he could be. <laughs> but the, there's literally nothing around. <laughs> but there is reason for this because the the whole reason for this scene has really is not either Thrawn or Card. Thank you. The whole yeah. reason for this scene is for Mara to have another flash. Yep, that's right. True. That's the that's whole. True. That's the whole setup for this. And I do, I do. And this really... is just Zon getting Zon getting there. To I need to have Mara have another flash. How can I have her have another flash? Oh, it'll be saving Card when Thrawn goes after Card. Yes, and, right. and this is right. super good. Right, the way that she like mm-hmm. it's described how it feels to her, and when the uh, the dogs help the Borskners, the Borskners come in. Just it's just because it had been a while since I'd read or since mm-hmm. we finished the yes. last book, and then like the Borskners, I'm like. Like, why are they freaking out? What the heck is... Oh, they can, like, smell the force! <laughs> Whoa! That, that was really good. I really like this part. Yeah, I like that, too. Um, we gotta go. Oh, we're, we'll be fine. There's no way they can... We have to go. <laughs> Mara, shut up. Oh, <laughs> she, no, she was right. And then she just, and then she just <laughs> fires up the engine and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> well, I do, I do, like, turns them on, like, they know where we are now. Now we have to go. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I do like this part. And we find out that on Jomark, uh, Master Sabaoth uh, feels the tremor in the force uh, mm-hmm. from her using it. Yes. Because she's been awakened, leaving uh, Merker, right? Because uh, the Ysalamari have been dampening her force abilities, and now she's back. One could say the force awakened. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't even think of how how much she's been around the... Yeah. She's been hidden. She's been hidden uh, from him uh, at this point. That's really good. That's really good. I like that. And I I like how she doesn't have control. I think think it's very cool, because you have you have Seabass and you you have Luke who have who are you know your Jedi's who have control. And we really have and really in the Star Wars universe before, we haven't seen adult characters who have force abilities but weren't really trained. I mean she was trained for her force abilities by the Emperor very intentionally so that she'd be scared of it. Right. Yes. Right. And so now when this stuff starts coming back, and now the nightmares come in, and yeah, all yeah, of this yeah. stuff she, comes she, in, she like, just like, I thought I got over this. She dreads yeah. this. Yeah. yeah. Her her character arc here is, is really fantastic. And you kind of do feel here, too, you can feel with, with Mara as we go on here, especially in the first half of the book, as she keeps having these flashes and the nightmares, and it is really, there was some heavy, heavy sh- that the... That's two dolphin noises. Uh, yes. <laughs> that the emperor put her through. Like I'm envisioning, like, because she's got PTSD. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's oh, yeah. definitely has PTSD. So I'm just envisioning, like, her chain to, like, maybe that's just my theory of her chain <laughs> to a rack while the emperor is like training her to use the force. Yeah. And like, no, you're not yes. doing that right. Yeah. I never saw that, that right. but I'm gonna start <laughs> seeing it. <laughs> no, that's not what I told you to do. Yeah. No, yes. don't think of that good stuff. Yeah, Mara. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, your, chapter two your, now, leaving behind. Your what do, rebel fleet. Yeah. Oh, rebels. Like, Good point to go to chapter what, two what, now. What do I do with the force? Use it. 
<laughs> okay. So, so um, chapter two. Back to the slu- onto the Sluis Ben uh, shipyards. Uh, okay, so Lando Calrissian and Luke are just hanging out. I like that Luke, even though he's Luke, doesn't have any special pull with these guys to get his X-wing fixed any faster. Well, he's not in the army though anymore. Right? right. Didn't he's he civilian? Because and it's going to go back to Solo also resigning his commission. Did right. Luke resign his right after Return of the Jedi? See, because at one yes. point wasn't he? What? Was, uh, I can't remember because in. Oh, Empire, did they, yeah, he had, they he called had him rank. Captain, yeah, right? It was rank. Captain Skywalker? Commander. Commander, Commander Skywalker. And he's now resigned that so solely? You know, I, I think, even, I think even in Jedi, he didn't have rank anymore. Right. Yeah. I, Which yeah. I... My, my, and my question here is, mm-hmm. too, um, <laughs> and this is just me... Hi, I'm going to pick a nit here. Yeah. I know which one you're going to pick. When you leave the Air Force, you. they don't let you keep the F-15. I agree. I agree. <laughs> um, and this is a nit I will pick with you, is when, okay, Luke's a civilian. Why does he keep the F-16? Yeah, <laughs> so true. you're not flying sorties against Saddam Hussein anymore, huh? <laughs> Why don't you just take the F-16? Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you take that? You can fly at home. Anyway, you are too. You can have that too. Keep the unit. Or even 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 if we're not talking about ships, you know, he's got like the Humvee with like the the <laughs> mounted chain gun on the back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. you, you can drive it home. It's cool. <laughs> um, what? Yeah. I, yeah wait, wait, wait a second. Although, w- wedges in the back. Um, I mean, I like them, right. but. Well, who knows? By the end of, but maybe by the maybe by the end of Empire, by the end of Jedi, it's the his computer, his X wing computer is just so screwed up that the, the, that they're like, yes. Take we it. can't really do anything. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We're all upgrading to B wings and A wings anyway. You can just keep the X wing. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It says we're just gonna throw it away. Anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's the it's the guy who's got the World War Two Jeep in his backyard. Yeah, but I agree with you, Clob. This is this is something that is just something you have to give to the book in that we. Want want to see Luke in his X-Wing, but I feel we don't, I don't, I, mean, I, I, I don't want to see Luke at, part at of the this, military, I want him to be a Ronin Jedi, does just he need, wandering as a at, mystic. At this, at this point, Did he need to the, off like the decals and stuff, since he's not part of the army? Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, know, yeah, he has to take off the rebel. His uh, Death Star uh, kills and yeah. stuff, yeah. like all those. I'd keep those on there. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess, you know, at, at this point in the story, I mean, I guess in Return of the Jedi, yeah. like, okay, why do you have it? Yeah. But at this point, like, he is such a hero. Yeah, to the rebellion. You just give it mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, yeah. like, like after, after Jedi, they're like, hey, can I keep this X-Wing? Like, yeah, dude, you can have whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, you, right. That our two units yours, you can have whatever you want. And if I may pick a nit. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't give Pat a tank. <laughs> he didn't, he, maybe hey. he didn't ask for one. Right? <laughs> Different galaxy. <laughs> I do feel that in this book, again, one of the things that I think is really fun about Zahn's characters, but also is a, a world of problems sometimes, too, is that every character is incredibly intelligent. You know, like they all, they're all super savvy. And that's what happens here is that they're sitting back, just chilling. And, and, uh, Lando's like, Hey, Luke, I, uh, smell something on you. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, I only smelled that once before. It's a Carababa tobacco with a, a little Armudu spice. It can only be Niles Farrier. Like what? You know, that's to me is something that now we're starting to step into the uncanny valley. But I will say, and you can back me up on this, Bob, because rest her soul. <laughs> okay. You all, a certain friend of ours who has now passed. Yes. You always knew when she had been in a certain room because it smelled like old gold. And Merlot. Of Virginia oh. Slim and Merlot. <laughs> Virginia like Slim. That's days, true. That is true. days after she true. had left the room. That is true. Yep. Yep, that's true. There was a girl that sat next to me in my African studies class um, who always smelled of patchouli oil. And God, every time I smell patchouli oil. <laughs> you go right back to African studies. I hate patchouli oil. <laughs> <laughs>
No, no, that's you. You are very correct. The, the the characters in the story are very intelligent, uh, and Luke uses some, some pretty cool force powers. Like the force allows him to have like oh an eidetic memory almost. Yeah, so he can go. Yeah, yeah. He can go back and like scroll he, over what he, he just can go saw. into his mind palace. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes that's okay, Sherlock. Good. So him and Lando. Uh, well, actually, at, oh, I'm sorry. After like some very boring like ship repair bureaucracy <laughs> thanks Zon. hey no let's go back to this for a second going yes. to the whole civilian spot that makes perfect sense yep he's only civilian of course he's gonna be at the bottom of the list for which is i just feel like I, we, we hung out there in a shipyard that just got destroyed yeah, he's we're not, not at the top we're not we just we just hung out there too long so you can go home <laughs> yeah exactly well i like they're gonna do some slicing to try to get get his name up in the list but what i really like so, about a good old niles farrier we meet niles farrier then and, and we get the adventure i always want Wanted but never knew that I wanted is yeah. Luke and Lando just getting into some crap. Yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. holy cow! Like I this, uh, I thought this was super cool. Yeah, this awesome team of cutthroats. I love the Verpin and the Devil. I like that he's and just, the Wraith. Yeah, the, the Wraith, the Devil, the shadowy figure. It's really cool. And Luke gets to use his lightsaber and blocks and blaster bolts. This is just good old fun Jedi hijinks. Yeah, and we didn't Lando. have to wait many chapters to get there. Either. I agree. It, it was, was pretty really quick. I, was I, I like it. I and like there was it. no needless killing. Yeah. There is no, no. I'm still hung up on that. Skywalker, but, keep it together, man. You are such a hippie I liberal. <laughs> I do like Niles, though, as a character. Duh. <laughs> just happened to be there getting prepared to try to steal because he saw the opportunity. I like that. I like oh, it. Oh, what's he going to do later? Which, which I feel like uh, Zahn's universe is populated by everybody's opportunistic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Everybody is kind of out for themselves, mm. which I, I like that. This is my kind of Star Wars. The Star Wars that I like is this kind of gray underworld, everybody's out for their own interests kind of thing. Well, and it makes it real. I mean, yeah. it, it yeah. makes it real yeah. life. In a situation like this where you don't really have a... The galaxy is too big, really, to have one steady government. I Yes. yes. One overarching government when you look at it. And so, yeah, you have a lot of little governments going on. But right now, your two biggies, your two biggies are fighting each other. And everybody who's like a real world person, I think I talked about this on the uh, last podcast, too. It's right. just like, i got to eat. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I still got to eat and take care of my yeah. family and figure out what to do and maybe bang some hookers along the way. But well, and I we're only most on, little people think that. <laughs> and we're only on one planet here, Earth. But I imagine being in a galaxy where there is... There is thousands of planets with millions of governments, and you're a space pirate or or some a smuggler that's free in space, bouncing between all these governments and worlds. You couldn't care less who's in oh, charge. Well, of I, what. I think I talked about it on the podcast before too. Like, we we live in the woods. Yeah. We live in the woods, thousands of miles away from the I don't capital, care who's from the capital of the United <laughs> States. There's a lot that just doesn't affect us. That's true. That's true. Mm -hmm. We'll complain about everything. Yes. But we're still shoveling snow. But, but I got I to gotta, I gotta figure out how I'm going to heat my house so my family doesn't pop. Exactly. Popsicle. So, so, I've never heard popsicle as a verb. <laughs> you can oh. popsicle. So I've done it in a three. cold shower before. So chapter three. <laughs> so chapter three. So, chapter two, before we leave to chapter three, though, they get the... They get the bumped slicers, up. though. And they Luke get gets slicer. bumped up, which yep. is... Which is good. Which I like, Luke, the... Well, you know, this probably isn't the right Jedi thing to do. Did you hurt anyone on the way? Oh, he shot at him. Well, as long as you didn't hit anyone, you're fine. Right. And just that whole area of him having to think about the choices that he makes now that he is seen on this full pedestal. Right. Should I do this? Is this choice right? And it comes in later, which has some great bar moments again. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes. yes. So, so we come and, in. And, and too, but you also have to look at it here. And again, 
just picking nits and just weird things that come into my brain when I'm reading these things. There's some poor guy out there who's like, how did I go from spot five to spot 57? <laughs> right, 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 right. Wait a minute. Well, yeah, right. I got I to get back. I got These tomatoes are going to rot. But okay. <laughs> Toshi <laughs> Station. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, so I've seen Toshi Station again. <laughs> On the chapter three, uh, I love immediately how Han is portrayed in all of yes. this stuff. Uh, it, where he's got... 3PO in the cockpit with him, and it talks about this three days about how he was trying to talk to him, he was trying to get along, and by the third day, he was banned from the cockpit. <laughs> and you know, I even even listening to the um, audiobook, mm-hmm. something about 3PO, and I guess even R2, these droids, is just yeah. lost in, in, in a book form. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean, the, the, a lot of the nuances are, yeah. Yeah, a lot of the nuances are. Yeah. Even in the, um, the audiobook that we were listening to I, an amazing impression of everybody that right. whoever, I can't right. remember the guy who reads it. It does an amazing impression of everybody. And like, yeah, 3PO is just lost in right. all of this. I mean, he's just, and, and I know like he does come off as annoying, but like, I don't know. I, I love 3PO. And I you, love 3PO. I love R2. They're, they're two of my favorite characters right. in this universe. And, uh, in, yeah. And you know, I think this is a bigger issue that you're bringing up. And that is that, um, when the movies were designed, uh, the first movie is all centered around 3PO yeah. and R2. And I feel like Anthony Daniels is the embodiment of 3PO. Nobody can duplicate mm-hmm. what he did. And I feel like uh, the podca- other pa- podcast that I, I mean, listen yeah, to... Even when they come back in like episode uh, 7 and he has the red arm, and just that, that one bit that he's there. Oh, you might notice my arm is red now. Amazing. Yeah, right, right. And then it was gone in the next movie. Um <laughs> Yeah. They found a new one. Rebel Force Radio refers to something called the oxygen of the Star Wars universe. And they say that uh, um, the soundtrack of John Williams is the oxygen of the Star Wars universe, which I would agree. Mm-hmm. And I think that also the, the droids are. And so I feel like even going forward, that is what's lost in the new movies a lot of the times. Uh, and what will be lost. Once we lose Anthony Daniels, man, there is a huge chunk yeah. there between Williams and Daniels. Um, that is really hard to have Star Wars without. It's tough. It's On really a tough. side with that, real quick, sorry for the listeners who really want to get more into the book. When we look at the Solo one, yeah, did you realize at the times where they actually changed the Chewbacca actor? Well, yes, I did know that, but because only there from were, listening. I'm just looking at well, the like dudes that. where the dude's know, 75 years old. But that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. But now, is, how much of a change is it because Chewbacca, I mean, it's just gurgling noises for the sound, yeah. but then when you have 3PO, it's the actual voice. Yeah. That whole change, like you're saying, well, and yeah, I think it's going to be think, much bigger compared I, to just the motion. And I think the new nice. actors have yeah. studied, because there was a big yes. thing with the new guy who's playing Chewbacca on how he hung out and like became yes. very good friends with the original Chewbacca actor. Oh, uh, yeah, right. that, that was an extra on the uh, Blu-ray or yes, something. It yes, was, yes, yeah, it was really yes. well done. Um, and I also want to point out, we've talked about Anthony Daniels. I also mm-hmm. don't want us to forget because there's, yes, there's some fans out there going, what about Kenny Baker? He was <laughs> yeah. actually in R2 for the first, movie, first yep. movies. And I, but, and I think that's really hard to do in text form it is. is all those nuances that uh, Anthony Daniels and, and Kenny Baker added to those characters. Right. To not have them just be, yeah, you're a protocol droid. Right. And in all honesty, I do think, though, that the droids are here a lot and have a lot to do. And I do think Zahn does a good job with them. I think a lot of it sometimes is that when it's not on a screen, you forget sometimes in your mind that they're there. Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm, I'm saying? saying yeah, up, a lot up, until we, up until we get to the no-gree homeworld, like C-3PO is just kind of like, I don't know. Right. He's, he's just lost in he's all He's a this. toaster. Right. Yeah. 
Well, since we're kind of on a low point, uh, the rest of chapter three for me is kind of a lower point um, where there's the the politics come in. The stuff where Han comes back, he's got a report uh, on what happened at Sluis Van to the council, and Borsk Falia is doing all of his machinations. I'm just putting that as a low point. For me, it's not. uh, I mean, the the politics stuff that is dealt with is done, I think, pretty fast and judiciously. And and I think Zahn does a very good job at writing Han's frustration. Yes. And and, and getting that across. But, But, but... but I saved him from going to the Empire. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. But no, wait. We did. We 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 beat. The, we won the battle. Yeah, but you did all this damage, and then there's this, and you're a you're a you're a mm. sympathizer, and are right. you a saboteur? Or no? okay. Can we get Boris Boris Um, and I I can never get over the descriptions of Bothans. uh Bothans. like with their, like these weird hairy things. They look like lions, kind of. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I you'd have to look them up. Look them up. But, but we do get, we get a little bit more fan service. We get, we get everybody's favorite diabetic fishman Akbar here. <laughs> I like that <laughs> diabetic fishman. You, you, you listen to him talking. You tell me he's not diabetic. <laughs> <laughs> Drowning in his. It's a trap. Again, just no Just just on house arrest. I am not a crook. <laughs> <laughs> but we got two bombs here. He tells the council all about the Grand Admiral. Uh, we also uh, find out about the cloaking shield, right? That he brings mm. up this cloaking shield. And again, I really like this idea that the cloaking shield is not something like maybe in Star Trek where it can shield a whole ship necessarily. That. Zombies and all of these limits to it. I did, yeah, th- and this is some like some very much sci-fi stuff in a space fantasy opera. Opera, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that was that was done very well. I, I think so too. I like that. He's Two like, hey, toes. hey, you can track the drive emissions. He's like, hey, you can cloak a ship, but you know they're sensor blind, and you can track their emissions and everything else. All these real world things that would happen, mm-hmm. and I like that Thrawn, which we'll get to eventually, is so smart that he's using the 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 cloaking shield in a way that I don't think anybody would think that you'd use a cloaking shield, which is, it's not the obvious. But just anyway. poor Han. And it, again, it's politics, it's politics, but it's a, I think it's well, nice, quick, quickly written politics. Yeah. And, but there's always, no, it can't really be that bad. Yeah. Right. No, so-and-so isn't really killing children over there. It's okay. We don't have to go over and do but, it. There's but, always that one politician. But like, yeah, going, but like yeah, I don't really what think if they are? <laughs> And I like how Akbar doesn't really like Han because he gave up his generalship. Yeah. You know, it's just, like, there's this animosity there. I can't believe you. Why don't you stay under me? <laughs> I, I get I get thrown between you doing Luke between you try you doing Akbar and it comes across as like John Goodman for <laughs> <laughs> like old like old large God John Goodman. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Okay, so chapter four, uh, we're cruising right along. Luke is looking up uh, Sabaoth. He's got to find out about stuff when uh, we get a little bit more with Winter. I love this. Yay, Winter, Winter. Winter comes in, which is the handmaiden of uh, Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love this because then uh, he asks her, hey, do you know anybody named Sabaoth? And I have never heard of him. And she has. Gentles. <laughs> no, we're not talking no, about that now. We, no, she's not she, the waitress. She knows. Uh, and actually, okay, maybe this is just me because I always project this on everybody. Did you, did you pick that is, up? What I'm picking up is—is is there a little sexual tension? Yes, there? that's what I have written down. I have because Winter is like her memories are of Sabiath was a muscular man with this like m- 
oddly muscular chest for a Jedi. I'm like, oh, Winter was so into Sabaya. Oh, Sabaya. no. See, I was thinking Winter was into Luke. Okay, I kind of thought that was happening too, but then I'm like, so, but we're told that she's also the double for Leia. So does that mean, um, like, his sexual <laughs> tension with Leia was so transposed on a winter? Doubles, that was a hell of a kiss in episode one. <laughs> yeah. Only there was a girl that looked just all, like all, my sister. All those weird, confusing feelings, and you have an escape. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, she has a handmaid. Looks just like her. Cha-ching! <laughs> Uh, no, is, it, I, I, is it Natalie Portman or Kira Knightley? I don't know. I can't tell. No, that's your mom. <laughs> Stop kissing these girls. Everybody's an orange. I don't know. Ah! <laughs> um, so, yeah, he does uh, he eventually use the computer to figure out a lot about Sabaoth, a lot about uh, yep. Joe Mark. Yes, right? Joe Mark. Yeah. And, and I really do. My only gripe with listening to an audiobook is like when they're going through and they're like listing off like year, blah, blah, blah. Year, blah blah, and and, yeah. and it's even mentioned that like you know the years because every time a new, a new regime takes yeah. over, they reset the reset effing from that. Yep. calendar. Yeah, I mean, okay, so that sucks, but also so does like just hearing numbers out loud, like when I'm unloading the dishwasher. Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm just gonna hear what you say in between the numbers because I'm not writing two after the Battle of Gavin. Yeah, I'm, like, I'm, but, I'm not writing these down. I'm busy. Right. <laughs> Luke figures that Jorah should be like a hundred years old and whatever. So that's you know our first hint that something yes. is awry, and I, it sets up in Luke's mind too. Because I, to me, do you guys ever get the idea that Luke never really accepts Jorah? I, I think we're meant to think that when he first gets. Uh, to, to when he first meets Joris, that Ooh, is he going to I get don't. fooled by him? I don't feel he ever does. I feel no. he questions feel like from he the beginning. Does. Because Luke, as he's been established so many times, despite how experienced he is, he's still naive. Yeah, and he's still and he's, he's, yes, he's still looking for the father figure, the Ben Kenobi yeah. figure. Yeah. So seeing another so, story. I, I still want somebody older who right. knows what the hell's going on. Somebody, with force to tell well, me somebody what's just happening. tell me what the heck I'm supposed to do. So no matter how his misgivings are right now, he's still going to project those feelings of Kate. No yeah. matter what, you're still the father. Yeah, figure. He's my not, next Obi. He's still going to. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, so a very important drop here, which will be important later, is as they walk through the Grand Corridor, it is lined with Chahala trees, purple and green trunks that ripple when sound touches them. I did like or, I, or I they are like touched. Which I do like that. Like, especially like what what do you just walk through them? Yep. And what I them. what I like is that this will set up big things in the again again, Zahn always drops out little sprinkly crumbs little, that will come building. back because if you pay attention to what they talk about in this corridor. Then the next chapter, what Thrawn knows. So sometimes Thrawn's omniscience is coming from other places. Sure. Chahala trees. Sure, bud. You haven't read book three. That's why you haven't read book Spoilers! The trees talk to me. They talk to the wind. Chahala. Chahala. <laughs> but anyway, they finish their way through the corridor. He talks to the wind like Pocahontas. So. Exactly. <laughs> Does he paint with all the colors of it <laughs> as well? Yes. Ooh! <laughs> So they get through the Ooh, door. They're, like, they're, they're savages. Savage. Well, he, he, def <laughs> he definitely likes to retcon history. So they get through the corridor and finally get to where Chewie, Leia. Yeah. Are, All of those. All right. We're going to have to split up the gang. The band is together again. Now they need to go up the gang. <laughs> you and, definitely do. And again, I, I missed you guys so much. Let's get the heck out of here. I, I, I feel bad for Winter here, too. Because oh, yeah. we have, we're getting the setup of Winter 
I'm, I'm, I keep waiting for Winter to come in as the the next member of the team here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he, they walk in the door, and she, he, she and Luke have been having this this in nice depth conversation. Yeah, no, come on. They walk, I, I they walk be, in the door and Leia. That'll be all Winter. You can. Go I could be the White Power Ranger. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, exactly she whatever. just, just, Leia just servant dismisses her. And I'm like, no, so, I want more than that. <laughs> Come on, solo. Um, and I like that because uh, Leia drops the bombshell on Han here, right? That, um, hey, by the way, I said I'm going to go to the Nogri homeworld. Who the hell are the Nogri? <laughs> you know those gray guys that have been trying to kill us? Yes. Yeah. I'm going there alone. No. <laughs> you got to feel really bad for him, too, though. And, and it does come up later. Yeah. It's like the second time he's seen his wife in like three months. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm going to go by myself. He put, he put a couple babies in her and just hasn't seen her. Well, is that a bad? No. Hunt's <laughs> like a rock star. He is just a rock yeah. star. Inseminating princesses, leaving <laughs> for months, coming back. <laughs> and I do like how Chewie, 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 Chewie is very well written here because yeah. Chewie's like, you're not going alone. Yeah, I, yeah. I, get I love this <laughs> life debt because the life yeah. debt that was given to Han has been extended to his entire family. Yes. So Leia has life debt. And I guess Chewie gets to decide how he shoves the life debt on people. He's like, yeah. well, Leia's pregnant. I'm going with her. Mm-hmm. And that makes that makes sense. Though. It makes sense. Good, good, old, old. good old Uncle Chewie. Yeah. <laughs> yes, and I you do like how him. during that though, Luke is sensing, oh, they're about to have a really nasty conversation between each other. I'm leaving. It's good <laughs> to see you, Chewie. You want to come with? Yep. So there's the new buddy comedy that yeah. should happen. Chewie and oh, Luke. Man. I, I want to watch that more oh. than I want to watch Luke and Lando. That, uh, that <laughs> Luke, Luke and Chewie just getting to some old. <laughs> <laughs> Arm ripping off, hey, arm cutting off. Hey, we've 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 all been at the party, or we've all been over at dinner at somebody's house, and the couple get starts starts edging towards getting it. Well, Luke, time to go. <laughs> time to go. <laughs> I uh, we 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 gotta get up early. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, he gave me a ride here. You both drove separately. No, no, no. He, he's bringing me home. <laughs> too much. But, uh, There's no alcohol. <laughs> um, and I like. I, I'm sure Han doesn't care, but uh, C3PO is going with. With Leia and Chewie, because only uh, only Kabara can speak basic, so they need a yes. translator droid, yes. which is really good. So on to chapter five. Well, at least he has a reason to be there now. <laughs> yeah. Five, yeah. Um, the wild card lands on Rishi, and the crew set up headquarters really fast through this whole thing. This is where we get the full dump from, from Card uh, on finding the um, Katana fleet, the Dark Force. Yes, this is our first little tease of the Dark Force. This is why this book is called Dark Force? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we'll bring it in Chapter 5. We'll pick it up again in 15. Gotcha. <laughs> it's okay. Setting up a little mystery. It's no, right. no, it, it is good. And yeah. I, I'm not complaining about it. I just feel like... I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not done with this book. I'm on... I think I'm on about Chapter 17. Oh, so you don't know yet where... No. Well, I mean, you, you read the, you read the synopsis. synopsis. <laughs> um, I like, well, and I like this scene. I like this scene, too, because it is very... It's... Even though it's just that, uh, hey, we're setting up. This is very like MI6, yeah. Mission Impossible, setting yeah. up the crappy little safe house that you're stuck right. in. And Mara keeps looking at your phone, going, God, this place sucks. <laughs> well, how my life has fallen. Yes. I was the Emperor's hand. And Even, here I am in a safe house. Well, we had this base on we had this base on Mercure. It was a I, I just feel that it was like, you know, nice and updated and palacy and and that, had this giant Nordic tree of life growing yes. in the middle of it with yes. a salad. And now we're in a crappy little apartment in Fallujah. 
<laughs> Bombed out. No, we're well, it's funny you say Fallujah because Dengar with his whole head wrapping is going to come up I and know. try to kill her. You can't, you can't tell me that they're not in the Middle East. Yeah, it feels very, yes, what is described here feels very Fallujah. And one, especially Fallujah. And, and if you think about the time that period. That could be an alien world. Just Welcome to Fallujah. If, if Zahn were writing it, he'd put in a few more vowels. Be, Fallujah. But if you look at the time period that this is written. Right. In the 90s, this is uh, beginning of Desert Storm 1. Yeah. This is oh, all true. of that. Yeah. And, and we get here and it's just, I mean, they're pe she's peeking through the boards out the window. Yeah. And there's like <laughs> gunfire and trash blowing yeah. down the yeah. street. Right, right. So well, they got some sort of window they can look out. Nobody can look in. Some sort of transparent steel. Yeah, well, whatever it is. Hey, hey, two-way mirror. A two, a two, like a, a two-way mirror. A two-way mirror. Even Mara makes what? a statement here too. A two-way mirror is only going to do so much for us. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Which I would love to have a two-way mirror on a busy street. I would just stand there reading my books naked all the time. Stop Bob. doing naked. <laughs> We had this weird nudist theme with you on this episode. <laughs> By the way, register to win them books, which I wrapped myself. Nude. Nope. So on a weird oh my! <laughs> dolphin three. <laughs> you guys are all out of dolphins. <laughs> no, we can't have more dolphins. So on a weird side note here, since you said they're on Rishi, yes, and I'm sitting there going, "Wow, oh, why the heck does Rishi sound familiar? Yeah, Rishi. why does Rishi sound familiar?" So I'm like, "Wait a minute." Rishi Maze. I swear that was in a Star Wars movie. Okay. It was. The Rishi Maze? Yeah. Yeah, which one? It was in Attack of the Clones. That doesn't exist. Oh, okay. They yes. talk about how the Rishi Maze. So now it's oh. saying that it's beyond the Outer Rim in that movie. Oh, cool. Okay. So it's an interesting tie-in when they considered that still. Right. Because of that would have been the canon yeah. at the time. So right. Well, Dave, Fo interesting Dave Filoni, who is the producer of Clone Wars, is a huge EU fan and loved these books, which is why he dragged, I mean, so many dragged Thrawn name, back in. <laughs> and so many planet names that keep coming yeah, up from them yeah. in that prequel trilogy right. that we never speak about again. But yeah. it's interesting how that keeps popping up. We can speak about Yeah, that. Dave Filoni or not. Let's <laughs> Dave Filoni. I like Dave Filoni. He's a cool guy. Uh, but anyway, I love this idea of before the Clone Wars, there was this huge fleet of ships yes. and they had this full rig slave circuitry. And so it needed less crew, but the problem with that is that... But it shorted out and took everything yes. off somewhere. Yeah, and the crew all went crazy. They got a hive mind virus, which is really cool sounding. Like, the little backstory here is extremely compelling. Like, you read yes. that and you're like, this would be a cool book. Yeah, that, that, whole, that whole slave drive thing, like, even just working in IT in the real world. Yeah. And knowing that, oh, all these ships are connected... <laughs> Ooh, that sounds easy to hack. Yeah, you get one, you get them all done. But isn't well, that well, a computer network? I mean, yeah. Well, technically, I mean, Battlestar Galactica. Let's jumping, go. I, yeah. jumping universes here. Yeah. Do you want Skynet? Because that's how you get Skynet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, which is why. But I love this part because I think this is one of the coolest. We talk about Zon retconning everything. One of the things that there doesn't really seem to be any need for when you really sit back and think about it is droids like R two. Why are X-Wings uploading droids like R2? Why are there droids rolling around uh, Star Destroyers? He says because of what happens here, there is like this worry against slave rig ships that they separated them all in all of the computer components into little droids so that mm. this could never happen again. They wander ah. around the ships all the time. Yeah, they're yeah they're offline. Yeah, that, that, that is what in the industry, I like that. I that love is, that. in the industry is what is called an air gap. Okay, if it's yeah. not connected to a network, you can't hack it. 
You EMP pulse that mother. But it's yeah, like, you, uh, but what? I mean, we, you, that's that's not hacking though. That's yeah, just no, destroying. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and essentially, <laughs> but I love that explanation as to why there's all these droids. And it and it does. It gives you this. It gives you this semi portable rig. Yeah. To, to do, I almost feel like you know, guys like Wedge, guys like Wedge, guys like Luke. All of the I can concentrate on being a really good pilot. Yeah. Because I have this AI that's doing all the math crap for me. Right. Right. Smart. I, I think it's a really cool retcon. But in the end, uh, they're going to have to pick up and leave this base because she goes out to, like, buy hamburgers. Cabbages. Cabbages. Lots of cabbages. And she ends up getting tailed by who she thinks is um, Dengar. It is not Dengar. I guess that's been retconned or something like that. Um, it, it's Gunner Groth. Is who the guy actually ends up. Ah, uh, Groth. Gunner oh. Groth. It's not Dengar. Which is smart because I wouldn't want Dengar to go down like a punk like this. Although he looked like a punk <laughs> in uh, Empire Strikes Back. Which one was he? You guys know Dengar, uh, right? No. He's, oh, yeah. He's got the whole head wrap. He's like standing there. The he's bounty got, hunter circle. Yeah, the bounty hunter circle. He's standing there. He's kind of, he's kind of, he looks Middle Eastern actually. He's got kind of, I think his. That's outfit, why he's in Fallujah. That's why he's in Fallujah. Yeah. That's more of an IG 88 fan, but. I was always I like Zuckus and Bosk. Or is it Bosk and Zuckus? I like those two. <laughs> so, uh, we're going on to chapter six? Or? Yeah, let's go on to chapter six. Yeah, so, Mara, Mar- well, I just, I want to put one other thing out here, too. Again, with Zahn's writing, that yeah. makes a lot of his characters feel human. Yeah. And a lot of his characters feel real, even his minor characters. Because I don't remember who it was. It was, it's like card dude number four or whatever. Uh-huh. Mara comes back. We got to leave. We've been spotted. <laughs> we, the, dude, the one dude is unpacking boxes. And you just you feel the size. He's like, oh man, he starts putting stuff back in the box. We just got he's he's got a, he's got the one line drop of something along the lines. We just got here. <laughs> yeah, I, I just yeah. took everything out. I put your knickknacks on the shelf. I dusted. No, I gotta put them. Away. <laughs> I gotta put them. Away. Right, and then pack it back up again. I paid enough this crap. <laughs> <laughs> True. True. All right, so we're on to chapter six, and we're back to old Thrawn and Petizel. P-Dizzle. Um, uh, thank you! Finally! <laughs> we established his real name. It's P-Dizzle. Um, but, again, um, there's this whole like kind of battle going on, right? And there's Thrawn's just having kind of a calm discussion uh, with uh, with uh, Pelion, which, uh, again, kind of underlines his confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, but we find out that a lot of what's going on with Akbar, because we didn't really talk about it, but uh, Akbar is being accused of treason. Oh yeah, there was some like credit transfer. Yeah, a money transfer yeah. to an account, and so Akbar is being taken down uh, for treason. And um, we find out that the Empire is kind of behind this a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, uh, um, and we do at, at some point is it at the end of this chapter chapter where we get uh, Sabayoth. Yeah, we'll get that. Okay, so yeah, I just yeah. wanted to bring up real quick that what I like here is Thrawn, we get a, a, a hint of his fallibility. He knows what Solo and Luke is are doing. He knows their mission. I think there's a reason why he knows what their mission is. Um, yeah, Delta just, Force. Delta Force. Source, source Force. Delta, so what, I, I, Delta I just, Force. The Delta yeah. Force yeah. in my head. I don't he, know, know. <laughs> he, he knows about it through Delta Source. Um, but he, he doesn't know what Leia is doing and he guesses at what her mission is and he gets it wrong. And yeah, we think I would she's like going to, to Endor. Yeah. I would like to point it out. Well, he, she does, but I'd like to point out from here on out, he is going to not get anything with Leia quite right. And that's, that's where the true. payoff of him being a smarty pants yeah. is. Yeah. Is when she's fooling him. You're like, oh my God. Because you now wrong. at this point know that he is like you have brought up omniscient. 
but we have a character who is constantly underneath I, 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 I wouldn't would, would even, yeah. even like omniscient. He's just like that smarty pants yeah. person that just drives you crazy. Like, oh, you're wrong right now. You're so yeah. wrong yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now blue, you can rub it in this big little blue, blue dummy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you, Chiss. No, just... God. <laughs> Do the camps! Do okay. the camps! We are offending the Chiss right now. <laughs> well, like the five Chiss cosplayers still, that maybe are out still there. Still cats. <laughs> but anyway, um, Pelion hates that Sabaoth, or hates Sabaoth and doesn't trust him, which I wouldn't either. I, I mean, he's seen what the Emperor and Vader have done. He's just, yeah. Again, like you say, he's an old guy. And he's like, all I ever do is see all, like, this this entire empire I love. I take it, mm. you know, well, and, being and ripped and apart by these And Jedi. Vader and the Emperor were at least, came across, they were, they were horrible and yeah. vindictive and just downright mean Seabass is nuts <laughs> right and he's like we're trusting every my my carefully worked my very regimented empire that I you know that I'm very regimented these are the rules this is how we're doing things and we're trusting it to that badass crazy dude and part of it is you knew what you were going to get with Vader and the Emperor no yes. matter what it was going to be this you yeah. did this this happened you did this this yeah. happened this this happened Sabiath, he's so at he disobeyed. He is out, he disobeyed out in left field. Yes, he, he disobeyed orders, and the, yes. what he he didn't tell the other crew something that he was supposed to tell the other crew in the last like mini battle that they had, mm. and that just he is in Palian's craw because he did. Right. Why? And he, he looks at Thrawn, and he's looking at Thrawn, going, "Why aren't you more upset about this?" <laughs> right, right. What's the, what's the whole? Strong. I don't think it's. A, I think it's in a later chapter, but like this is whole thing about like if he does it once, why won't he do it twice? If he does it twice. Why won't he do it three times? If he does it three times, why won't he do it? It's like, why are you saying this so many times? <laughs> I mean, he wants I, to get his point I across. get what he was getting at, but it's yeah. like he really like goes out like if he does it five times, who knows? He might just do whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah, that's, true. Um, that's true. Chill out, Pete. <laughs> Pete is all. No, you're giving my empire. Oh, you're giving my empire. I'm stuck with this blue oaf. First of all. <laughs> Oh, I, and I forgot, I was going to bring this up, but if you go back to the whole de who Delta Source is, from what their information that they know, um, you're left with the impression that it is Winter. That Winter is Delta Source. Winter's the leak. When you I get never that. got that, actually. I'm literally just commenting. I yeah, yeah, spoiling stuff in book three? I'm not spoiling so. stuff in book three. Well, these are 20-year-old books. But! <laughs> um, but, I'm, you know, we're recording stuff about them in chronological order, I'm say, Bob. That it's not it's, winter. It's not, win it's, oh. it's not winter, but no, I'm I, I never thought that. No, no, no. I, I, I never get that from winter because, okay, Luke was looking up all this information about this person, so then he's making that jump of, oh, somehow he has something in the computers. He has slicers oh, everywhere. Okay. There's my thought. Is there some sneaky... Oh. <laughs> crew that's on the ground that's completely Delta Force Black Ops going around. It's right. not going to be someone completely... So I think it's pretty... Benicio I, Del Toro I thought it was pretty clear. Sides. I thought it was Again. pretty clear that from what he knows it's what the, it's the conversation that Luke and Winter had in the Grand Chamber. Well now you messed it all oh, up when you made the tree that, that No, that makes sense. And he will continue to play with this where a lot of the stuff he knows is when Winter is around. And so we'll constantly be throwing winter under the bus here, poor old winter. Nope. <laughs> Never got that. But I don't. I guess I'm spoiling things. But it is a misdirection. It is a misdirection. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not a misdirection if I never saw yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah, neither, neither of us. <laughs> oh, sorry, guys. I mean, it wasn't it, there. It's not. A it was there. No, it's not. It is too. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> anyway, well, and that, and that is the, uh, the the weakness of this uh, perspective of storytelling. 
Right. You know, yeah. it's where it's not what it's not third person. It is third person. It is third person. Is it third person? I yes. thought we were always like in some, no. It, Okay. No, no, no. It's third We're person. We're still third. Yeah. It's moving on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We should have some tech um, stuff to fix. But we do find we do find. No, that it's running just fine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we do find out that Thrawn is giving the Nori just one more chance. Uh, to, it's like uh, I've had about enough of you guys. You either capture Leia or mm-hmm. we'll find another. Is this way. where he also calls that he's going to have them all meet? Though is that during this not, chapter? Not or yet. Or am I a little early? Um. Oh, we. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, there's a moment yeah, where he, he says, will visit nope, the, I'm going to the planet he's gonna, and we're bringing everyone. Yes, he's going to have a, one of you going to have to yes, be here this, for this it's conclave, here. essentially. Yes. And yeah. Is it here? Yeah, he right. says he will visit them in the in the Honager system. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which is, which is of course, a play on honor, which is a theme for the race. That um, is very true. Yeah. yeah, it says honor with a few letters thrown into it. Um, but we... Shoot to Seabath on Joe Mark, and we see that he's already trying his power tricks over the population. Well, he just wants love and acceptance, baby. First first of all, first of all, he's nude and he's getting dressed, and that's the weirdest effing thing (laughs) I've read in this book. (laughs) But we were just told Winter had seen his muscular chest, he was very muscular for a Jedi. That's he's just right. a but now he, well now he's a buff hundred something year old. Yeah, and he's still nude, and he's still using the force to grab his robe and put it on and tug the belt away too much. And I get a weird. And I think it's a shorty robe. Weird, it's I, a shorty yes, robe. Yes, I got a weird seventies vibe when we were talking when he was talking about the Zahn was talking about the robe here. Oh, and he's, he's just he's up to the he's going up to the door in the old seventies hot tub robe. Yeah, the, oh, the yeah. one that the one that doesn't quite cover your junk. If this had been made into a movie. Immediately in 1986, uh, it would have been written. This would have been Ricardo Montalban uh, standing there, and we could have still just been arguing over whether that was his chest or not. You know, in *Heir to the Empire*, when he played Sabaoth, was that his chest? That was my chest. This was my chest. This <laughs> was my chest. It was not. It was a plastic. Just that's, that's, that's all I got. Yeah, just, just 1992. Burt Reynolds, with a big fluff coming out of the robe. <laughs> oh, yeah. The big chest hair fluff coming out of the robe. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. right. Uh, stronger Hefner. That's all. <laughs> stronger Hefner. <laughs> <laughs> but let's jump to uh, Leia, Chapter Seven. Who is? I really start liking some of this stuff. Uh, she is entering uh, Endor, the orbit around Endor. So cool. Where she is going to meet. So Kabarak. cool. Yeah, I like the little drops about uh, how she has kind of a uh, uh, Jedi, like she kind of passes out when they pass yeah. through the shadow. Yeah, that they, was weird. That I was like weird, but good weird. So like, oh, cool. what happened? Like oh. oh, this is where the Emperor yeah. died, and it's just forever tainted. Yeah, I really yeah. like Can it. Can we just yeah. start orbit so we don't go through there again, please? <laughs> well, she uh, I, really, I really hated that. Um, I like, though, that um, despite how... Shoot, I lost my train of thought there. Someone else takes something okay, I'll, else away. I'll take it. You yeah, know what? I have 3PO building, fixing things with Chewie. That, <laughs> oh, he was doing um, it. Yeah, there was between a thing. Chewie and... There is like a drop about how like when she's sitting there that Chewie and yeah 3PO are doing some sort of fixing on the ship or whatever. The question that I have is how we're told that everybody now in the galaxy can find where Endor is because of the prominence of the story, you know. Um, so I'm wondering, what, like, what are the Ewoks doing? Uh, they're wiped out. Revenge. Like, like, I feel like you go down there, and I feel like that's a place that you would go, like, you'd stay at, like, hotels in the trees. Mm. They'd have little carved souvenirs. Things like that. <laughs> casinos on Endor. Little casinos. <laughs> they're just, they're gone. No, Treetop casinos. They were... Neil's right. They're gone. There's a bunch of, uh, there's a bunch of, like, Imperial commanders and Imperial... 
captains that have like mounted Ewoks in their in their quarters <laughs> as like prizes. There's because no, they were upset. There's no Imperial. Do you think the Imperials came back and killed them? Yeah, yes. yeah. yeah I either, would think that. <laughs> either it's a tourist destination with treetop casinos, or the Empire came back with flamethrowers and burned that moon <laughs> to the ground. Yeah, why not? I think it's one of Because we yes. do find the idea. I mean, for the last five years, the uh, contrary to what we kind of had thought, the uh, the New Republic does not have a leg up on the Empire. No, or, God. like the Empire definitely could have come back here and genocided these evils. Well, or 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 we find out that you know that. The common, the the human, the common human cold wipes out Ewoks. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> they, they, ninety percent of them were killed by smallpox. They yes, died. The, they the died. Human chickenpox virus kills the. They died four species. months after Jedi ended. No. <laughs> oh no! How sad! And the rest were taken over by Dulocs. Uh, uh, yub nub. Uh, <laughs> oh, 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 oh yub just nub. wicked. No, I guarantee. No, I, I, I still guarantee that Wicked is mounted on some Imperial captain's stuff. Oh, no, Wicked, no. <laughs> I know what happened to him. I watched that Ewok cartoon fighting Dulocs. <laughs> So I even saw them on the ice capade. Do you remember the remember ice capades? They had Ewoks on the ice capade. You guys, do you know what the ice capades? So are? Neil, um, <laughs> they okay. So they're, they're passing through here. They meet up with that Nogri. Oh, well, they're waiting for him. He still hasn't shown up yet. Oh, that's and right. They're sitting there waiting and just Kabarik going in orbit, orbit, orbit. Kabarik the Malarius. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't hate. I didn't hate the Nogri voices as much as I hated Rala's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was okay. It was yes, okay. Yeah. So it is very guttural, and... but it's it's not it's not like yelling. Yeah. Oh my god, R- Ralro is too much for me. <laughs> so we leave Chewie, three PO, yeah, Leia chilling out in Endor's orbit, and we go to the Lady Luck. Lady Luck. Yeah, yeah take... pro- the walled city of Illic. Yeah, Illic on Nukov. A planet prospering on the exports of biomolecules harvested from predatory plants. Does he? Does Lando have one of those spinning circular beds in the Lady Luck? I really hope so. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Just leopard print curtains in places. Well, <laughs> look at all his capes. Are you going to be the lucky lady to come back to my Lady Luck? Well, it does. <laughs> or come is it his game <laughs> shine a black lady light that way? <laughs> it, does, it does come up later in this book about how much he's really into the interior decorating of spaceships. <laughs> well, that's what you gotta have. I feel hey, like man, when when you got a ship that's as classy as the Lady Luck, you've seen the ship with two on the inside. <laughs> so a, they're on this walled city. They're in this giant walled city, which by, in the comics this is a really. I don't like how they really draw the city. It looks like a giant like uh, broiler pot yeah. with a bunch of like tubes sticking out of it that they fly down. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of neat. Um, but well, let's see <laughs> what happens as they go in. We uh, they go in. They they, land. they go to this tap cafe we, we called have, we, the Mishra. We have the quick little we have the quick little drop from Han going. <coughs> That was a pretty good landing, I guess. I would have done it quicker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're hanging out, and they're going to split up, um, yeah. and Han ends up getting captured. Yeah, well, he's because, following. They because, see because, Tav because he goes, Hey, hey, that's... Oh. that's, that's Tav Brelia. Tav Brelia, the, 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 the bad line. Tav Brelia, Borsk Failia's friend. <laughs> the, <laughs> can't keep one straight. I can't... Tav Brelia. Borsk Failia. Bothans all look the same <laughs> Well, and but all you know the, specifically that's the one. All Luke's their names having trouble rhyme. with what, just what they look like in general. And, <laughs> and all their names rhyme. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, that is his stab at naming structure. I don't know if it works, but hey, whatever. Oh, is that him like... 
Well, you know how usually in science fiction realms you try to get it so that it feels organic. Oh, that oh, this uh, is okay, the okay, naming okay. structure of a okay. species. I, I, I thought you meant like maybe he was making fun of something. No, like, I'm like, how so. do you pick that up? Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's trying to do one side's all Republican, maybe. ones are Democrats. Like, this is Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney? <laughs> I don't think he knew that at the time. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but so Han is chasing after the Bothan, going off on his own. Right. Bothan Lando too. Lando is going to go and meet with Luke at the bar. Yeah. And, and Luke just happens to be at the bar early because he went ahead of time mm-hmm. to scout stuff out. What did right. he even scout out? I, I don't remember. Yeah, they're Did he all even scout anything out when he went early. I actually don't know what he was scouting out either. Uh, look, no, but, look. He, but he gets into an altercation in the bar. No, look, you look, can't just pass over. You look, man, yes, look, man. Being a Jedi is tough, and he just wanted to go have a drink. He's yeah. well, how long did he have this drink? He just though, a to week go, waiting for them to he get just, there. He just wanted to go have his minty hot chocolate. Oh yeah, never <laughs> no. more hot more chocolate. <laughs> I like that Zon doubles down on the hot chocolate because he'd gotten like. A lot of flack for putting chocolate in the first one, and, and he's like, "You know what? Here it comes again, and this time it's minty." Yes, and this particular brand has mint in it. Yeah. It almost looks Shut like up. green milk. <laughs> oh. That, oh god, I can't. In my house. But yeah, and then as they're at the bar, there's an altercation going on. Yeah, two, guys altercation. Get, two guys get into a fight, and and here we have unintelligent Zon characters. Yes, yes, we Here, do. The two dumb dudes who get into a fight. Oh, Jedi, smart. Yeah. You're a Jedi. Yep. Because, Luke, put a cape on or something. <laughs> I think it would be more noticeable if he had a cape. Because he's always got his black cape on. Ooh, random. Yeah. He, Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, just well, pure black and with a bright, that, shiny lightsaber handle on his head. With, like, you're saying, though, Clob, and I'm pointing at Clob for audience listeners. Okay, so... You send Luke to do the scouting, the most obvious person right now out of all of the characters, because he is the one Jedi we yeah. talked about. You sent him to scout; they're gonna know he's there. The well, only- and now, now after this whole deal, well, that's <laughs> even more. Yes. So, what was your point of it's using like, Luke to scout something? What's the like only him? Jedi? It's like trying to sneak Jared Allen into a curling club. That's good. That's way underneath. <laughs> But good for this area. Uh, yeah. So, um, but the whole band is here. I mean, we got Niles Ferrier is showing up. Um, all of this kind of stuff. I like how he put. He just completely picks Niles Ferrier out of the crowd. Like, hey, you do some shady crap. Come here. <laughs> <laughs> right, what, right. what exactly is? Yeah, we get exchange rate. <laughs> Which you know, when you think about it, on how you going back to yeah. all there's all these different governments. It is yeah. a nice kind of touch there. Of, yeah. Oh, there's these ones who are still Imperial homeworld, so you can only pay with their money. But then you can't accept Republic credits here because this is now Phantom Menace. And yeah, oh yeah. But also, I smelled your car, Baba tobacco. But also, like, there's like this uh, fleet of like yes, super destructo ships, and we're sitting here talking about exchange rates. We don't, can, well, can we? Uh, they're a myth right now. We don't know if they're yeah. Real that or is. Not. Remember, I do believe. Yeah, they're treating all this as this is super mythical. Like it's kind of like whatever. It's on the cover of the book. <laughs> the characters can't see the cover of it the is, book. <laughs> no, that's what I'm talking about. No, so, where, so, that is that is the Millennium Falcon, Dark Force. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you hey, freaking knob! We don't know what Dark Force is this yet. No, they said what it is. The Force of the Empire is what this could mean. But they said what it is earlier. I already know. It's a fleet of ships. This is going to be Michael Jordan's libido. <laughs> we don't know what it is. Anyway. Anyway, thank you, Club. <laughs> meanwhile, back at, meanwhile, back at the space bar, <laughs> Luke makes his decision. Hey, where do astronauts hang out? At the space bar. <laughs> a tap cafe is what they call it. A tap yeah. cafe. 
which is kind of, and reading that too, I'm like, like, I, there's like Gene Kelly music. Yeah, yeah. There's just one guy. Well, there's one guy up on the stage tap dancing. That is kind of what was set Hologram up for the cantina. That musical style that the, uh, you know, Max, or not Max a, Rebo, but. Um, a holograph of a Gregory Hines over in the corner. <laughs> Max Headroom. Max. Max. <laughs> so, as they're finishing up this whole thing, a siren goes off, and then we jump, or we jump back over to Han. Yep. And he's been captured. Yep. Because. By a slim lady. Yes. And he tries all his tricks. Oh, that was a dumb trick. Well, I couldn't think of anything new at the time. Right. Yeah, and then sirens are going off. It's a it's raid. A raid. Yes. It's a raid, yeah. An imperial raid. But the crowds are unconcerned because it's like, yeah, it happens. It happens. It happens. No big deal. It's like, a, it's like it's like the car alarm going off downtown. Nobody cares. But we have a misdirect, and it's what a lot of us have all been thinking, I think. At least I remember the first I remember the first time reading this, I thought Thalia, Morsk Thalia, was working with the Empire. Yes. And so I'm like, and Luke I is worried not. about it too. Luke is like, "Hey, Aphelia is working with the Empire. Han is in serious trouble." And I had, yeah, I remember as a kid completely thinking that Aphelia was working so with the Empire. So, from a reader standpoint, yeah. I didn't think Aphelia was working at all because of that last chapter with Thrawn saying, "Well, he's doing this, so we don't have to worry about well, him." Because a kid, I didn't pick that up. Well, I'm saying you yeah. said all of us, and I did not. I yeah, and see, I took that as I I kind of took that as an intentional misdirect by Thrawn. Yeah, which he does as all a, the time as well. Well, I'm not I'm not going to tell you my whole plan. Well, there's a senator that's doing all this stuff. Oh, do, he can do his stuff. Don't worry about him. I'm like, right. oh, oh, does that mean you're telling him to do stuff? That's yeah, 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 he's yeah. thinking, oh, this Bothan is too dumb to even want to be someone to work with. He's going to mess it all up on his own. I don't need to worry. Right. So that's or he's another wrench that I'm or, not causing. Or, or he's too dumb to realize that I'm really pulling the strings behind right. what, behind his decisions. Right. So, mm. so brought, Han is brought out. in Chapter 8 at gunpoint into a holding room by Irenez, uh, this tall woman. And then uh, another woman comes in named Senna. 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 And Bralia is in there not too. Not now, Clob. And we have like three factions working here. We have Han, we have Bralia, who's like working against Han, is like, just shoot him, pretty much. And we have kind of, you know, Arenas and Senna, Sina, who John. Who are who just want the information like okay, <laughs> what should we do? Man. We a couple of us at the table just did the John Cena, you can't see me hands. Um, again, we're we're not we're adults. <laughs> so they're so they're they're all now friends of convenience though. Yes. Because there's an Imperial raid. So Luke, Han, and Irenez go to the landing bay to get their ships out, and the Imperials will pull a dump on the ships in the dock and find out that they are there. So they gotta get get the well that's what it's called, pulling a dump. I know. <laughs> I know. I've pulled a dump on a ship before. <laughs> Over the side, I hope. <laughs> well You guys. <laughs> about that. <laughs> Jeez. So, Bob, carry on. So the slave circuit is brought in. Remember, the Lady Luck has a slave circuit on board and a beacon call that uh, Lando has on him. And this is pretty cool because I think this is something a smuggler would have. You yeah, would have your ship sure. slaved up, and you would have a you would have a beacon on you that you could call it to you at any time, be able to run the weapons off of it. This is this I always thought was cool. I just I, I want to know how I wanted to see I wanted to see the the. Like, yeah. is he carrying an iPad? Um, what, yeah. What? It, yeah. How, how exactly is he is he doing this? Because he's not doing it like on a recorder. Well, well I, I always I, I don't know because what did he? What did he have like a television remote that controlled like Upichu or whoever the? <laughs> f 
Well, that's what I'm... <laughs> Fourth Dalton! Okay. <laughs> well, that's what I'm pitching. We wasn't it a one. thing on his... Wasn't it a thing on his wrist where he went... Was it that or was it like... Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was something on yes. his wrist. So that's what I'm pitching. No, he just yes. has all he's, these he's button got, combinations he's got an eye, he's got on his little watch. calculator watch that right. he has. Right. And it's it looks like 1980. Yes. It's yeah. the 1980 yeah. just, just wrist beacon. Yeah. It, it wasn't like Adam Sandler's like remote from Click. I, I, that's <laughs> what I thought it was. I don't know why. <laughs> no, it is not that. Um, but I think their plan works out really well, right? Yes. They they uh, they both get to their uh, Luke gets to his X wing. They get onto their ship. There's a lot of great action here, and they both scream out of that spaceport and get out of there. I <laughs> love when plans come together. Unlike I, I, some people named Tess. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't even hear a few of those. <laughs> wait, wait. Well, you just you 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 feel the urgency here too. I agree. On his writing, you feel Michelle. the urgency. You almost see Luke. Uh, you know, I can almost see Luke doing the Luke Duke like slide across the hood of the X wing and yeah, yeah, loop, yeah. loop into the cockpit. <laughs> there is kind of a shaggy haired '70s vibe <laughs> to this. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, you can almost see I, when they I, scream. I don't know. The X wing. <laughs> <laughs> That's R2, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. The, the X-Men sit pretty high off the ground when they're actually on those stands, so I don't know that he would be able to jump. Oh, okay. What if He's it was just landed not on the full stands, just the full landing? Yeah, he does like a, a force jump. I could even use that in, like, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. <laughs> no, you couldn't. No, not Knights of the Old Republic. Right, so uh, Jedi go, Knight. Jedi Knight. So we go, scream, we go screaming There's out of here. force jump in yep. Jedi Knight. We didn't Jedi really Knight? get Jedi Knight. Jedi Knight? Sure. Are you sure it's Jedi I'm Knight? I'm pretty sure it's Jedi Knight. It's Dark not... Forces 2 Jedi Knight or the third one? I'm pretty sure. Force jump. There's force jump. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Listeners. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Guys. Guys. Yeah. Chapter 9. Listener just called. Nobody cares. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's sad. <laughs> okay, I'll stop recording. Because we should no, stop, stop talking about this made-up book. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't care. Okay, chapter nine. Kabarak arrives and reluctantly agrees to allow Chewie and 3PO to accompany Leia to the Nogri home world. Come with me. My love. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so Kabarak learns that uh, that there's children involved, that Leia is carrying children. Yes. And of Chewie's life. Uh, life debt. debt. Yes. Uh, uh, we have a similar uh, yeah. sort of honor code. I don't know. I actually like that Chewie yeah. and Kabara yeah. connect on this level, that they are both from species that are, you know, steeped in honor, mm -hmm. and throughout the voyage, they kind of like uh, art wrestle and stuff. They become real yeah. pals, you know? Yep. Yeah. Although, I don't know how Kabara can come even close to beating Chewie in anything, but I guess he knows super secret. Oh, yeah. I still like at the one point where, though, that before they even get to the planet, yep. and they're on... I don't really remember what ship they're on during this whole conversation, but Chewie's mm -hmm. mad about it and get ready to attack, and Leia stuns him. <laughs> yeah. No, stop it. That's true. It's true. like Chewie had a poor shot collar on. She shot collared Chewie. I'm sorry. She did. Just, we, no. It's, it did happen. Poor, poor dog. Um, but anyway, uh, we find out 3PO is going to be completely useless because uh, Duh. this is, he doesn't even have one of these languages. One of his yeah. six million languages, not Norai. Well, why would he have it? Well, it's because nobody no knows the no, the Nogri exists. And when you think yeah, about true. when Anakin built him in Phantom Menace, why would he have known that? That didn't happen. Why would he know that the well, Nogri exists? Even if it did, there's probably in. some sort that of internet. That made up fact didn't happen in my made up universe. <laughs> if you open up his back panel, it's still got the it's it, it's still got the little little red circle with the one in it because he hasn't gotten the right update. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Download the patch for this <laughs> translation pack. Come on. <laughs> Why are they not updating it? Damn. So we approach Honegger. 
Uh, and actually, I didn't listen to a lot of this on the audiobook, so I don't know. Were they saying Honiger, Honger, Hongor? I don't remember. Rothgar. <laughs> Rothgar. Rothgar. Honor so they the approach GH. Rothgar. Um, <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> which uh, Leia is shocked at the desolation that has oh. happened there. And I guess we could just tell the whole story of what ends up happening, right? Is yeah. that there was two ships uh, that fought at some point or some sort of battle went on over the home world. It was destroyed. Um, and after the battle, um, the empire appeared and promised to help renovate the entire place. Yeah. The empire appeared. And Darth Vader stepped out and went, I am your God now. Yeah. I kind of had the picture thought in my head of him just doing like a force landing by himself, just coming down. Superhero landing almost just. It can't be hard on your knees if you don't have any. <laughs> it would be more, I hate you! <laughs> oh, it would man. be more it would be it would be more the more the Doctor Strange fairy landing oh. than the Yeah, uh, that that's how I'm going with it of him coming down from above doing yeah, this instead of them your, landing. I mean I no, it probably now. didn't happen yes. that way, but in my head canon that's Yeah, no, he he jumps from the ionosphere and just careens down. <laughs> oh wow instead of I... checking for nail holes in the hands he's just showing that they're fake hands you question me wasn't oh, that... I have fake hands wasn't that the in Terminator like he cuts off the skin on his and he pulls, yeah, pulls oh, that whole thing uh, on the... I almost threw up when I was a kid watching that <laughs> oh man um so Gabarak takes them to uh to his village instead of landing in Nasteo City which is the uh the, where the clan dynasts are all meeting with oh, Lord yes. Vader because uh, this is all super tense because we're we don't know if we can trust Kabarak yet. Nope. Brings her to the home world. She's alone, pregnant with Chewbacca and three PM. There's N three PM and there's Thrawn uh, is in the capital city and she's like, "You just betrayed us." Nah, no, I didn't. Uh, I'm taking you to my little tiny village in yeah. the woods. I, just I to my clan only. I didn't, yeah, I didn't you know here. about this. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Um, you are. You're still the Lady Vader. To Lady yes. Vader's credit, she believes him. I don't know if I would have at this time. I'd have probably knocked him out and got out of there. But, All right. Yeah. You know. But she's taking that chance right now. I mean, yep. what is her best chance of survival? She runs and, oh, look, an Imperial Star Destroyer notices a ship flying through the air. Yep. Or, right, it's not the best option, but right. it's the best chance for survival is hiding in the basement from this with this clan. Right. And I do like the clan of his family and all that, I, and what and the dynamic that it keep that gets brought up later when they right. start actually doing all these conversations. I I love uh, the Nogri. I like this setup. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's very tropey. You know, they live in these round duka huts and everything. You and know, tropes like are not it. a bad thing. No, I agree. I mean, there's I agree. tropes done right like this. Mm-hmm. Enhance the story because it's taking right. it to a different spot. There's only so much but, a person can do, right? Like, yes. I mean, you know, you can have a tribal community. They're going to live in some sort of hut. Like, I mean, yes. you know, a trope is a trope is a trope. It, it is what it is. And I love, I really like this. I love this mm-hmm. honor bound system. I love inside of their regular duka. They have this, like, the, the clan has its family tree all carved up for generations. Uh, you find this real honor bound society, which is great because these guys were painted to be incredibly faceless killing machines in yes. the first book. And now we're you down and that was it. Yeah. No other plan for their life. We're and seeing the other side here. Did you feel, uh, again, to go back to our own podcast too, this is where they're the, they're the obsidian from Red Rising. Oh Ooh. yeah. Yeah. The, 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 this is the base, this is the base where, yeah. um, Brown, Brown, Pierce, 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 Brown. Brown. Pierce, Brown. Pierce Brown, where Pierce Brown, you, you know, he was going for that, that tribal feel. Oh, definitely. He just put them on ice instead of this this planet, but it is that... And made them bigger. 
Yes. Yeah, I, I really don't picture the Nogri as very big. They I are not. them as the silent killer who's very... I only do because of Bob's little Photoshop job with the uh, ghost scene. <laughs> oh, yeah. <that's laughs> where they're at least as tall as Patrick Swayze. Well, there was a big controversy because uh, Zahn writes them as being very short. Uh, oh. Assassin-like killers. They should only come up to like your chest or something like that. You can be tall and be an assassin. Yeah, but uh, when the comic but, book comes out, they made them all big hulking creatures. And oh. the fans were not happy. So by uh, the Dark Forces issues, they were back to being Dear short. Dear Star Wars oh. fans. Well, chill out. You can, <laughs> but see, that make, it makes more sense for them to be a little smaller because yes. then you're quick and you're small. And I you agree. Can fit in easier different to places. Yes, yeah. you can disappear. You know, you can climb in the air vent. And even the original Ninja Turtles were shorter than normal people. Yes. <laughs> well, they're also turtles. They are also the turtles. That's that. Who cares? Uh, so, um, so we I'm jumped gonna, to Thrawn. I'm gonna, I'm gonna toy you into turtle soup. Let's just go through all of this stuff with Thrawn and the... And so this is combo Hon 9 and 10, right? 9 and 10, yeah. all the way through. Uh, so Thrawn is meeting with the Dynasts. Uh, yes. I like this. He is formed of the commando ship that is coming in and landing in the village and not in the spaceport. Um, and the ship is static damped. That's not a good thing. Uh, so he knows something. And this is, on, on, this is the, the peak of my frustration with Thrawn and his omniscience. Omniscience. I don't feel that it is again. I, because... I don't at the end of it. Okay, but it's like, why the heck is he here? Oh, because he was here to drill it into. Because they kept. Oh yeah. That getting oh Leia. yeah. Yeah. Leia's here, and he just happens to be like. I was. So, yeah, I was. Well, pissed. Oh really? The other part, though, going back, he they talked about how he was going to resend them back to find Leia. Okay. So yeah. he was going to call the conclave and just tell him, "Hey, I'm disappointed with you. You mess up one more time." Yeah, done. We're not helping. Yeah. So he's reiterating that. It yeah. just conveniently happens that Leia's I, there. I think, I think one it of the problems... It was too much. With I the think, same time where this one who yeah, has he's not there for Leia. He's yeah. not there for Leia. I, I do think that one of the problems with when you're doing a Star Wars thing is when you have thousands and thousands of galaxies or, or systems. In all the you planets and all the galaxies and yeah. all the solar systems. And she had to stay in the exact same spot I was going right. In all I reality, mean, none of this should ever happen, right? These people should be able to disappear and never yeah. see each other in the rest of their life. So if you're going to have a space opera or fantasy continue, you have to have destiny, the force, uh, you know, whatever dumb happenstance is always going to happen with these same characters. Because it is, in a reality, uh, kind of, it just wouldn't ever happen this way. Um, so I guess you have to suspend that part of the disbelief. Um, but it's hard. It's very I hard. I agree. Yeah, because these people Especially always... Yeah. Why does everything center around Tatooine? Yeah. <laughs> Why does sure. everything happen on Tatooine? That hunk of junk. I can't believe Ray came off of Tatooine also. That is, that's... Oh, Ray did totally come <laughs> off of Tatooine. Like, can we just say that? That that is something. <laughs> that is that is something so that Zahn did do very well. He doesn't yeah. stick to the like forest planet, desert planet, water yeah. planet, lava planet. Yeah, right. It, it's it's very vague, and you're just able to envision whatever you whatever want to you envision. Want to yeah. yeah, they're more mm. alien. They're I mean, even even Merker with its uh, metal forests. You know, even if the entire planet is metal forests, it's something new. Right. I, yeah. I, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. And well, and your Salamari and Borsners are very yeah. kind of a cool addition. But um, chapter ten, Kabarak lands in his village, uh, and the clan Kimbar is what he's part of. Yes. Um, and Kabar clan Kimbar. Yeah. They don't want to, but they will honor his decision to protect Leia. Mm. Um, and I again, I like this. The matriarch in the Duca, a large mm. structure. Yeah. I I like all of this. Um. So man, I, your matriarch's so fast. She doesn't just sit around the doula. 
or uh, what is it? Duca? When, she, when she says Duca. around, the, when she says around the Duca, she says around the Duca. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> um, so we get this really tense scene here where um, they're talking. The matriarch, you know, does the whole sniffing, figures out that she is the Malariash, and then all of a sudden in comes Thrawn, right? Like he's flying, and they're like, the ships are coming in. We got to find a place to hide. There's no way to leave this structure, so they have to go into the. Uh, the, the little toilet that's sitting there, the, the, some sort the, of little the bench. hot room or whatever. I don't know. It's next to like a furnace. Yeah, yeah. So, the confessional. <laughs> I don't know. A tiny confessional. That's what I was alluding to. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, one thing I'd really like right now is just in my own head thinking Thrawn needs some theme music when he arrives to these things. Yeah, not Vader, the Vader theme thing. music. Yeah, yeah not the own. Vader one. He needs his own one that's a little more subtle. Vivaldi. I feel something it'd be more like Vivaldi. That. I'm just saying he needs something right now. <laughs> Between that moment of, oh, no, he's here. We gotta. I agree. I agree. But I love how Chewbacca just grabs 3PO, pretty much like flips him off, yep. throws him into the big round light that's yeah. at the top. <laughs> Shut up, Tink. <laughs> then, then they jump, and it's kind of awkward because he can, like, Chewie can barely fit into this little outhouse, and like, she's just jammed between his legs. They slam the door shut just as with her, big old, with her big old pregnant belly. Yeah, just, Is yeah. this where Chewie's? Quickly runs back to the ship and fixes everything so it doesn't look like... That was right before they got right into before, the Matriarchs. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Where he quickly made sure that there was no trace of them so that Thrawn, right. of course, couldn't find them because he would know everything. Which end up won't Which work, nice right? Because don't they end up finding Wookiee hairs in There's there? Problem. With the Wookiee hair. Problem. Yeah. yeah. Problem. He was on Kashyyyk. Yeah. Of course there's Wookiee hairs in this <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Freaking idiots. Which don't they play the, the on pe- that The though. people who lived in my house before me had a dog. There's still dog hairs in this house. But that's, that is what Thrawn, that's when Thrawn gets this wrong is because then when he pulls Kabarak and questions him as to what did you do, uh, he believes that Kabarak is not telling the truth because he was captured and questioned by the Wookiees. Right? Am yes. I yeah, yeah. yeah you were right. Yeah. yeah. So, it was, so it was this just like, is the it beginning was... of Thrawn's not reading any Thousands. of this right. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Good yeah. And, and this, this is the payoff of yeah. him being this know-it-all <laughs> prick. He knows too much. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you want to say it. <laughs> Pretentious. Yeah. Yeah. No, no I, I have that written down my notes. It was like... Uh, Wookie hairs, what the heck? Like, like that means anything. Like, you went into their ship. That was in chapter 11. Yeah. Uh, just for... Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, oh, we went in there and, like, we found, we found some Wookie hairs. Like, you're lying to us. Like, where did you just think I came from? Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> right. Like, hey, you said that you hung out at... You said that you hung out at the pet shelter, <laughs> but we found dog hairs in your car. <laughs> <laughs> like... Like, Something's like, not adding up with your story, bro. Like, actually, what the hell? True. How much do Wookiees shed? I don't know. It has to be a lot. You know, they, they seem <laughs> That's like... A lot do of, they molt? Like, like uh, the same as human kind of rate, I would guess, you know. Well, that one was in... Uh, Shut up, in Han Solo, His whole face was molted. <laughs> his mange had facial mange. His mange. mange. Facial Wookie mange. mange. He looked like Chaka oh, from Land of the Lost. <gasps> Chaka! <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, but chapter 11, uh, so we leave them for just a little bit. Lando and wakes up Han when they reach their destination. They accidentally docked in a way that keeps them from visiting this dreadnought, the Peregrine. There'll be a reason why they can't uh, visit this dreadnought because it's one of the dark fleet. Because it's got blue and gold interior. It's got a big clam with an overbite for a head. 
whatever that means. I did actually, uh, when we were, uh, right before uh, Kalab and Neil got here and we were kind of setting up the new microphone, uh, I talked to Bob a little bit about these dreadnoughts yeah. and how I had no idea. And you said, like, they're described as a clam with an overbite. Yep. That was totally lost That's on That's the me. front end of the ship. If you look them up. Over. Yeah, if you look him up, again, these were something, because a whole bunch of source books were given to Zahn before he started yeah. writing, so West End Games had all this stuff drawn up, so if you search all this, a lot of what you're going to get is uh, pencil drawings from the West End Games stuff, but they're pretty cool looking, uh, 200 of those are kind of cool, they're just a good utility looking ship. To me, they look like Battlestar Galactica, the old 80s Battlestar Galactica without the the, the whatever sticking off the side yeah the, the naysails would those be no, naysails no those that's where they launched the uh oh they're the, little fighters yeah the little fighters out of yeah, yeah i don't know what you would call that uh the runways the extendable the runways with the cool 70s lights that just fly past oh, your <laughs> yeah yeah so cool i love battlestar galactica. i do love battlestar galactica i love the 70s i love rayon fabric draped over people <laughs> I was going to say, I was gonna say oh. live, live 70s women uh, with just rayon. Live 70s? Live. 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 Like, like, as opposed to dead 70s women? <laughs> no, I don't no. like them dead. So chapter 13. No, we're yeah, still in 11. Where are you 13. going? We're going to do this. Um, Wait. Because they're in that. But they're going to. They Okay, long and short of it, they meet Senator Garm Bella Bliss. Uh, Dude, I like listening to the audiobook. I thought his name was Bill. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't even know well, where Garm comes from. It was mentioned once, and then it was always <laughs> oh, Bella Bliss. Oh, that's true. Like yeah. Bill of Bliss. Yeah, I thought, I thought his name was Bill. Bill. Hey, Bill. <laughs> so, hey, Bill. We're gonna start Bill. calling that though. Okay, so Shh. Bill. Bill's been hiding out. Uh, and a little 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 note. A little note for you. Garm is the name of uh, the dog in Norse mythology <gasps> that brings oh. on Ragnarok. That helps to bring on Ragnarok. Yikes. Oh, hey. Okay, I like that. <laughs> That's super cool. I like that. Nice. Okay. Where was he in Thor 3? <laughs> he, Bill? <laughs> he was the big dog. Fenrir? That was Fenrir, yes. Yeah. yeah. Gar, 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 Make up your mind gar already. <laughs> That's so cool. Anyway. Fenrir's not supposed to be that big. And he will bring on an apocalypse. But what we find out is actually Garm, uh, or Bill... Senator Bill. Senator Bill. Senator Bill. Hello. Uh, was actually responsible. <laughs> hey, hey, Senator Bill. <laughs> we have a we have, we we have a problem with the empire. Oh no. Oh no, Senator Bill. <laughs> how, did, how does that become Mickey Mouse? No. So I'm really the one who got together all of the Republican rebellion against the empire, and then oh no, choose, here comes Mon Mothma. Choose a different voice. Okay, so so Mon Mothma, I guess, kind of hijacked in some ways. What was happening uh, with the um, uh, rebellion from Bill? They were banging. I oh, think so. Sure. It was a falling out. For yeah. Sure. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think so. It was a it was a falling out because they they were they were going to do this together. <laughs> they were going to they were going to start the new republic together, and they were together. Yep. And then all of a sudden, she left him and took over more power. And just did but, it on her but own. But I loved you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, if you look up drawings of Garmbilla Bliss, he does look like um, Khan with a mustache. Like he is just <laughs> Khan with a mustache. Wait, so if it's an evil guy with a mustache, is that really <gasps> good? He's got shoulder pads for no reason. He's just wearing <laughs> He's shoulder, pads. shoulder pads. It's just awesome. Hey, sometimes shoulder pads are cool. Well, he is kind of like a paramilitary when? kind of guy, so he should Football. be wearing shoulder pads. I, it, it would happen. Um, 
But anyway, uh, we find out that he's got a fully equipped war room. Um, and Han is thunderstruck because he is a, he is like a, a hero. Of his he's fanboying right now. He's fanboying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. What uh what's what's her name brings up like, you know, the treaty, the uh uh Karelian treaty. treaty. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and all of the stuff. Well, and we find out that he'd met him as a child or as a, a cadet. Oh, that's right. And yes. all that yeah, yeah. Uh Back that as a schoolboy, a... he'd been asking sharp questions. And this is it's funny because Garm remembers Han as a schoolboy asking sharp questions. I would never remember him. No, no. I would not remember one <laughs> random kid from twenty plus years ago. I've been following your there. career but this what, whole time. But what if Kidding what if their much. questions were that good? They might have been. Yeah, I mean, like somebody could stand out. For there sure. is a couple. Yeah, there's yeah. a couple kids that I might remember forever. But I'm not freaking gonna, served, bro. I have kids. I have kids friending me on Facebook, and I keep having to like do research. <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> God, that name sounds familiar. Oh, I gave you a lot of detention, man. <laughs> But we find out that this peregrine's nest, Bellablis's headquarters, has moved 14 times in seven years, uh, and he's only been here a short time, supposedly, but as they drive around, they're like, it looks like he's been here a long time. And yeah, what we yeah. find out is Garn... Lando has, like, some real reservations, and I believe what uh, Zahn writes is he was shooting crushed ice Han's <laughs> way the entire time. <laughs> I, I just, I've never heard a phrase like that. And it's like, listen, like almost hits him in the back of the head. Like, you listen to me. Uh, you got some hero worship going on here, yeah. boy. Yeah, he's got hero worship. You know, he's been slamming drinks. And the whole time Lando's sitting there, like, just sipping on one, like, dude. <laughs> Settle. Yeah. 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 I, I know I know you're in love with Homeboy over here. Homeboy Bill. Yeah, yeah but Homeboy Bill's been hunkered Korea. down here for a long time. And what we find out, really, as we go through most of this... Is that homeboy's Bill's been waiting to get called on? Like he's he's been sitting around waiting for Mon Mothma to self destruct the New Republic so that he can come back as a grand hero and save them. No, I'm not going to do it. She needs she she left to go get and go get in her big britches. She now needs to come ask me for help. She's like, I'm not going to do. I don't know. I don't care about the Republic. I don't care about. I'll I'll help. But she needs to add. That's a jilted lover right, right. there. Oh, yeah. She needs to come crawling back to me. Completely oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's Hillary Clinton in a white pantsuit just standing around. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's... Wait, which one's Hillary right now? Are you saying Mon Mothma? Mon Mothma! Hillary Clinton! <laughs> standing around. And I don't know oh, who... God. I don't know who Garm Bellibliss would, would be asking to come back in. But it's okay. Bernie. Anyway, carrying on. Bernie Sanders. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Hey, Chapter 12. <laughs> Moving away. I'm going to wait here till you destroy the Democratic Party, and then I'm coming in. <laughs> so into 12 hours. Well, there is a little bit with Pellion, but I don't know how much detail we got to go into. Yeah, he's looking at Corellian flame sculptures. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, trying to learn the art of Corellia because obviously Garm is still alive, and we know this now. Yes, yes. Mm. Thrawn knows that Garm is talking to the Republic. Well, he kind of does. I mean, he's trailing them, and he's doing stuff, right? Um, but they are interrupted because they have picked up Niles Ferrier and Thrawn gives them the usual rundown. Oh, yeah, that's right. Niles was in this one. Not Niles get, yeah. So he's, I mean, he's working all ends of this deal. Uh, he's got little feelers out all over the place. So Thrawn Mm -hmm. sends him on a mission to acquire the Dark Force Dreadnoughts, uh, and the scanning crew on Kabarak's ship find Wookiee hairs, which we've already alluded alluded to. Da-da-da. Chapter 12. Leia wakes up in the bakehouse. The twins are restless. So she soothes them with her Jedi skills, um, and she has a swelling, giant pregnant belly. 
Stop it. <laughs> when, when all parents at some point have like that, go to sleep. Yeah. yeah, right. And this is when we have just kind of the quiet, uh, like, this is this life and society uh, of the uh, Nogri. You know, she kind of explains, you know, family trees and honor and this whole thing, which I think is needed because we need to start uh, keep we'll, moving we'll, these uh, Nogri into into an area where we can accept them, uh, be on their side. We get a little fan service, too. Uh, it's like a repeat of Endor. 3PO is telling stories to the kids. Yeah. So, oh, oh. yeah. Well, we, what else is 3PO going to do? That is true. He has no purpose on yeah. that. Like, right we, we don't. We don't need it. Which we don't, I, we don't need this fan. Which service. have you ever listened to three PO story on Endor? Like no. what? What did he actually say in there? Because everything Mitch, is so Mitch quick. Like he tells all three movies in literally like ten seconds with a couple sound effects and about two little nub nubs in between there. I don't know what he's saying. It's yub nub. Yeah, well, the Ewok language is very succinct. It goes very, very quickly. Yes, you have to yes. say five words to say three hundred. You can say you can get a lot. It's all in nuance. It's, it's, all, all, it's all the nuance of how you it say it. It was all his walking and yub-nub. his motions portrayed a lot. Yes. Yeah, just yub nub is about as long as King Lear. Uh, just, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, um, so uh, Leia and the matriarch talk of Discord, uh, that the Discord that she is ca- causing, um, and they have this lengthy discussion about death and destruction. And I like this kind of a nice moment between strong female leaders um, of. of well, well, the right. guys are bouncing around the universe doing crap and failing. <laughs> we have the two women who just sit down and talk about life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but this is when we hear about all the destruction of their plant and everything, and we we find out that nothing will grow outside the cleaned area but the column grass, which is, again, something he's dropping now that will play a big part later, is this idea that the entire world is now growing with this column grass, that the Empire has given them these droids to go out and clean, that they scoop some of right. it, clean up the soil, and whatever, and it's taking a really long time for this cleanup to happen. Years almost. Years, yeah. Is their Great. explanation is, yeah. Yeah. And then we go into the whole now Thrawn actually arrives, which yeah, we alluded to it. earlier. Yeah. yeah, but it it everything kind of blends together with these chapters if you get rid of the interceding ones between where we bounce back between. All it is characters. true, yeah, and that is something. It's nice having those multiple characters. Yeah, but it's very easy to to get them mixed up again. So now they're hiding all the people that Thrawn comes down. Da, 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 basically shames them. You're not doing what you're supposed to. Exactly. And we find Leia, who is like, you know, they're hiding out in this bakehouse, which this yes. is again smart because it's hot. It's hiding their heat signatures, yeah, exactly. which is really good. So she considers cutting through the back of it, but the Imperials are are coming, so she doesn't. Uh, oh, this is what we did, that whole throwing them up into the hanging yes, dish. Like I said, we, yeah, we, we jumped Everything ahead. goes so quickly together, yeah, and it's yeah. easy to jump back and forth between moments. That like you said, and, yeah. Kabarak will fine. be publicly it's fine, it's yeah. fine, yes, and yeah. publicly shamed. And that's uh, just harsh because thinking about their honor culture of if one gets shamed, I assume the whole clan feels every yes, single thing from for it sure. as well. He deserves the right of discovery. And here we find a little tale on Hanger on of what uh, uh, Zahn had talked about, that his initial idea for the um, Nogri would be that they were black, that they were by the time they were adult and completely ready to go, they were going to be black and kind of look like Vader's mask because they were you know, originally Sith. Um, but we still have this idea that you hear the young ones are like a light gray and they get darker, steely gray as mm-hmm. they get older. So, and his original idea was that they go from white to black, which I'm glad they didn't go with because that's a little too strong. Yeah. I don't, I don't, Maybe a little. A little too strong on the old imagery front there. Even if there's no <laughs> racial component, it's still like, okay, yeah. You went yeah, from yeah, white yeah, yeah, yeah. Turn to it down, black. bud. Yeah. Let's, let's go. 
Okay, chapter but, 14 uh, on Joe Mark. We're finally to your favorite chapter, Luke. Just just Luke and old chesty Jedi. You know, old chesty Jedi, <laughs> all he wants is Luke to spread open and just welcome him in. What? That's a that's a line. That, yes, it is. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Welcome to weird sexual old Jedi. <laughs> yeah, we've already been making mentioning that he is a bare chested, bare chested, flaunting it. It's a shorty sleeps robe. Sleeps in the nude, puts on his shorty robe to welcome some young, nubile young Jedi. <laughs> he's a little bit. He's <laughs> a little bit mentally unstable. Yeah, he's a, a little crazy. Just a little. Yeah, he's a little crazy. Just a little. Would you like? Would you like a cosmopolitan? He, he likes I, to go into town and hang hang out at the two nineteen club. Uh, you know what? I can choke you without touching you. <laughs> oh god! Oh no! Oh no! I just want to learn about the force. Yeah, you know what? I'm not wearing anything under this robe either. <laughs> I like seriously. I just wanted a couple pointers. Um, like I think I'm just getting my X wing. I'm gonna get out of here. Now the best the best but, way to learn how to be gentle with your lightsaber, come here. <laughs> my god <laughs> most of that's not portrayed but this is just the way our head cannon is going right yeah now. And, why did you it's, he's just but, portrayed in such an odd I mean he is crazy he is odd and, and with you want to take it go no, no you take it so I was going to say we yeah. are weirdly near stand up you take it no you take <laughs> no, it no you, you take, take it. it no you go you yeah. take the right turn at the stop sign first no well, you go first and then you go yeah but I was going to say I feel that we're mirroring Empire Strikes Back and just little touches here where again we're about the getting close to the middle part of the book when uh, Luke would have been landing on Dagobah. Uh, Dagobah to train with his Jedi Master here he is landing on Joe Mark to train with Electra's old man <laughs> <laughs> So just like when Ray lands to meet Luke, and then they have the whole Jedi training thing. That was right away well. in the beginning of the movie. I'm just saying more of the training later on, though. But and, yeah, but that's the thing. Second. You said exactly what I was going to say there. Of yeah. yes, and it's Luke looking towards that older Jedi figure of someone who's been around many, many Luke's years. Luke's got daddy yeah. issues. Luke does have many yes. daddy issues. When Wouldn't you think about you? I mean, yeah, a lot's going on in his life. His life, right life I mean, is not the best when you look at that type of thing. Yeah, so, Torp, Uncle and Peru. Buru. 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 Yeah, Buru. She's not a whole country. <laughs> but yes, he's he's, either way, he's found himself on this planet with this semi-nude Jedi. <laughs> and that's Dude, a great... He might not be wearing anything. I mean, or else it's a giant like sumo wrestler diaper. Just huge. <laughs> oh, who's Just to say that huge. they had undergarments in the Star Wars universe? Isn't there that urban legend about how George Lucas convinced Carrie Fisher that not to wear any there was no underwear because, in space because there, there was no underwear in space. So for all we know, maybe there is. That was just him being a pig. I feel jo- it could be. I feel pig. like Joris Kaboth just like kind of walks around just like um, hanging brain. No, but <laughs> use, using the force to subtly create a cradle for his junk. <laughs> just like he get, he kind of likes just strolling through town, just softly cradling his junk with the force. <laughs> You are opening up a world of weird stuff that you can do with the Force. <laughs> oh, it's all on the internet. <laughs> oh, Fan God. <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, yeah Luke meets up with... Uh, yeah, yeah Kaboa... <laughs> Sorry, I went to the internet Saboa. with the pictures of him. I mean, Sabaoth. 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 Old Joris. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Luke very quickly knows that something's wrong with Sabaoth and uh mm. and, and he Yeah, it, like he knows it. Sabaoth's trying to tell him like, Oh hey, you you need to learn judgment. Here, come with me real quick, we'll go into town. He's like, I don't think Obi Wan would ever have done this kind of stuff or yeah. said that. But you know? he's still too respectful to think yeah, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna say anything right now. Oh yeah. he, he is mind, he's rude. mindful too of like his yes. interaction with Yoda and like showing up and like 
okay, well, you're pretty weird, dude. Or like what? He, yeah, I mean, maybe he it's just, a test. Yeah. Because he says like these lesser beings, like he drops the hint lesser beings and is like, well, yes. are you just trying to say that to see what my reaction to be to that would right. be? You know? Um, but anyway, uh, Sab- Sabiath wants Luke to bring the twins. Um, Don't tase me, bro. Yeah. But by this yeah. point, Luke knows he's overstepping. And Luke's like, nah, I just want some helpful pointers. And, uh, yeah, like that, that's like a verbatim quote. Like, he's a, just I just pointers. wanted pointers. And you're, <laughs> you're like half nude and shocking people. Shocking <laughs> <laughs> people. Um, so they take this little ride into the village on this little cart with a lizard thing pulling it. Um, and he reveals <sighs> that he sensed Mara Jade as well. Mm-hmm. And this is when they show up and sit in his giant Santa chair, and he hands out his yeah. justice. Yeah. Um, should. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. And this is when, yeah, Sabiath uses force lightning, which at this point we should bring up. Uh, so Largely I know. for bad guys. Yeah. Yes. So at this point, I would say in the 90s, still, uh, force lightning, bad guy thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> if you force lightning, you're bad. Well, yeah, it was something like Yoda. Yeah, no. Well, I think Luke here even questions it. He's like, okay, yeah. use force lightning. Uh, I never saw Obi Wan do that. No. Like, can Jedi use force? Well, lightning? that was a part of like Yoda's teachings too. It was like the, the force is for defense and for never for attack. Yeah. So you shouldn't have an offensive weapon. Necess- you know, an offensive weapon yes. like lightning. It can only be offensive. Mm. You know, um, I guess was my read on it as a child. You yeah. Know? Mm. Um, and this goes with me not knowing where it's gone from here. What has been said in the myriad of books that have been written? I know the early right. EU. I don't believe there was much said about this, but no, God you, knows what they, what they've done now. I even don't know. continuing on, that's no, yeah, force lightning. That's force a lightning. dark that, that's, side trick. Yeah, that's yes. a bad guy trick. That's yeah. like, I feel like that's, we, like, it, that's like if you. Fine. But I feel like that's something the modern Disney era could do, uh, since they like to try to push uh, this. Have you guys felt like there's this weird uh, shift going on? Uh, with the Force and everything else, which they ended up having to do even in the books, where the original Star Wars was very much a good versus evil yes. tale. And they kept a very nice, I would say a nice mythic quality where there is there is good, lawful and good, you, you have your and good, you have your good monks and your bad monks. Your bad monks. Yes. Whereas now they've tried to push everything to the gray, gray era to try to make it like... Oh no! It's really about the balance, and really in a perfect universe, it'd be balance between light and dark. I was and you actually have to when, have the when, I, when I was listening to this, like what I, what it brought up to me was like the annoyance of that—that that there has to be balance. Yeah, there has to be. What I, I like the like that there could just be everybody's gray, and it's just mm-hmm. like it's where you pull from. Yeah, that eventually influences like. Right. You know, like who you are, like you know, you can get drunk on the dark side, or you can get yeah. like uppity on the light side. You yeah. can, but like we should all like find this like, I, I, you know, I just said like I didn't like the balance thing, but I, I don't like the whole balance idea of like, well, there's only two Jedi's in the world, so they're gonna be super powerful because there's only so much force. I don't, yeah. it's I don't not the quickening. Yeah, exactly. It's not. Yeah, you don't get more powerful the less Jedi yes. there are. Yeah, um, uh, I like this little drop that we find out that on Dagobah R two couldn't see the ghost of Kenobi. <laughs> like, yeah. so he just thought Luke was nuts. Like, who are you talking to? <laughs> that is great. <laughs> yeah. Who are you talking to? Yeah, um, we get the kind of the last parts of this chapter. Uh, Luke ends up finding out or thinking the wrong thing. He thinks that the spirits of dead Jedi from that outbound flight that Sabayoth was part of warped him mm-hmm. or something. So I guess he like thinks he had like the spirits of like five dead Jedi 
like the anger to him. Yeah, yeah, all of a sudden it becomes the weird quickening. Quickening, thing, yeah. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, no, you don't get another Jedi's force power when you kill him. That's yeah, not yeah. The, he dies but I like that Luke. Year. Luke doesn't know a lot of. No, you find out that he he's a Jedi master, but he has nobody has trained him. There's, there's <laughs> he's a Jedi master because he's the only one. Because he's the yeah. only one. He's just like so. Uh, so when you die, do you get like little spirits that kind of like. <laughs> Grab on to you. I don't I, know. I, after all this, he's like, "Can you now. use force and lightning?" I don't know what you. I don't know. And after all this, you're like, "Man, Sabaoth's crazy." <laughs> like, uh, and I'm still staying. Yeah, like I got to learn what I can and get the heck out you, of uh, here. Why don't, yeah. you, why don't you? Uh, why don't you? Why don't you fix yourself a drink there, boy, and come over to these hot springs? Yeah, and hey, you know what? After all this, why don't you bring your niece and nephew by? <laughs> put a, um, as soon as they're born. Put a shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> but at any rate, that's uh, our part one of <laughs> Dark Force Rising. I like to use the Force to maintain control over every part of my body at all times. Learn control, young Skywalker. Yeah, and then me. you can control me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll control you. And then you'll control me again. Oh. And then we'll have babies. <laughs> yes. It doesn't work then. With the Force. Yes, it does. Why is it? No, no, I mean your sister's babies. Then we'll play with them. <laughs> it's all awful. Yeah, it's all getting really bad. It's real bad. Well, thanks for stopping by, everyone. Uh, <laughs> you heard I, dolphin I, noises? I am kicking these guys out of my house immediately. Out of the uh, basement? None of us are shirtless, though. What's right? my pants on. I will be as soon as you leave. <laughs> this sounds like a good place to cut it. Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, so we will be back soon. Yeah. Let's turn it around. Let's record next week. Boom, 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 boom. Ready to go. Are you okay? I'm ready to go. <laughs> I yeah, think the monster kicked in. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. The ja- the Java monster. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, anyway, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hey, hit um, us up on Facebook, Twitter. Up. Come talk to us. Come uh, drop some lines. Drop some DMs. Slide right in there. Feels like those are drug references. <laughs> <laughs> it's an or reference. sexual minimal. We're in a fantasy <laughs> universe, man. <laughs> What's fantastic? Uh, stop by the yeah, test cafe. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, hit us up on any of those different social media sites we have. Yes, uh, and even Twitter is live again because I reset the password. Oh, I was gonna ask hey, you guys. Hey, hey, we can get in again. Hey, thoughts, ideas. If you want to make posts on our Facebook, we've got it locked down, so only we can administrate that. But you put it in, we can then post it. So send us stuff if yeah. you want us to post it. Yeah, hey, oh my gosh, we I skipped over this with that last chapter of the book. I, I I'm gonna put a post out about it. This whole like just Jedi things that uh, Sabaoth talks about. <laughs> so what were you doing all this time? Oh, you know, I I lived, I thought, I meditated. Hashtag just Jedi things. That'll be coming out uh, this Monday, which is tomorrow. So yeah. before this episode comes out, so that is the reference there. Yeah. Have an amazing December, everybody. And yeah. we will see you soon. We'll yeah, hopefully see you during December multiple times. Yes, yes again. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, this older gentleman down the way at the end of the bar wants to buy us a robe. Why is he? <laughs> he's only wearing a shorty robe. I don't know. Bob, you're the oldest. You talk I, to him. I'm gonna hide my hair and run it's away. It's a free round. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dungeon. There's even more adventure to be had at our website, DungeonsAndDweebs.com. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at DungeonsAndDweebsPodcast at gmail.com. You can also find Dungeons and Dweebs on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Find all those links at DungeonsAndDweebs.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes. 
The music for Dungeons & Dweebs is Fatal Fight by Royalty Free Kings and can be found at their website, royaltyfreekings.com. Dungeons & Dweebs is a Tim Gilbert Media Production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. And no part of the show can be reproduced, repurposed, or redistributed without the written permission of Tim Gilbert Media. Is it Mike or Mark? Mike. Okay. Are we sure? Because I think we came I in I checked Mark. and then I went you back. You came in Mark. I did. And I went back and I changed it. And now at the end here, you guys put it. <laughs> we, we screwed you again. <laughs> Damn it, Bob. This is two times in a row. It's that is not me. Said Mark. It's part of the plan. Yeah. Oh, boy. No, that's <laughs> this is fine. just showing roles on a live cast episode. Almost. <laughs> Almost. Almost. Not really. A seven-hour live cast episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God.